Hello and welcome back to the Rambling Viking Podcast. We've got a very special episode for you today, recapping the last two weeks of the NFL season and then giving our predictions on the wild card. Um, and I actually have a guest today, someone who I failed to mention I was doing this, but uh, the commissioner of my fantasy football league and pigskin pick'em side pot league that has been the template for all of my NFL picks every week. Welcome, Josh. <laughs> Thank you for being on. Hi, everyone. All three people that listen yeah, to this. But anyways. It's, it's everyone. <laughs> so, to provide a little context, Josh Josh is a commissioner for the Fantasy Football League, which I won, and then he also had the great idea for a side pot, which I also won. First time ever in league history, right? Yeah. Only been doing it three years, but first time ever. We've had a side pot for three years because decided that there needed to be some more winning, so it's a little cheap, a little $3 per person mm-hmm. entry, so it turns into a $30 side pot because the league's got 10 people. And Gus here, Gus is the first one ever to win it that was in the playoffs to the payouts. Every single person that won it before him had gotten fifth place and missed out on making it to the big dance. <laughs> so Gus ruined a tradition. So I broke the tradition. As as winner of the side pot, I was supposed to come in fifth place and miss the playoffs, but I didn't. Anyways, uh, the pigskin pick'em came down. I think I talked about this maybe last week. Maybe I, oh, I probably didn't actually. I haven't talked about this at all. Both the Fantasy Football League Championship and this pick'em came down to the final game in Week 17 versus or with the 49ers and the Seahawks. So all season, Josh had been ahead of me in this pick'em by like, I don't know, three to five points on average depending on the week. And I, I, I said something like back in Week 4, I think. Yeah. It was like, all right. Because you had forgotten to do a couple weeks, uh-huh. and so you were behind by quite a lot. Uh, I was down. I'd missed like a couple picks. I think I missed like one week, maybe. I don't know. It was. I think it might. I think it might have been just double digits at the time. It might have been. We can we can look back because I don't think I missed a week this year because I think that kills you. Yeah, I just had some down weeks and maybe missed a a pick or so. But I was down. I know I was down by like I don't know five, seven, or one point like twelve because you between you and Devin, you two. Had like been done really, really well in your picks, and I said, you know what, I'm coming for you. Yeah, I said, him. you just wait. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep picking, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna chip away, and I'm gonna come for that, come for that side pot, and I did. I, I think did. until like week 15, I was in the 99 percentile for correct picks for the season, and I finished out at 97.7, I think. And I finished out at 98. <laughs> yep. Boom shaka locker. Rank fifteen K, you're in the top twenty K. So we can we can do some quick math here. So take seven points and thirteen so take twenty. You're at one forty five coming out of week fifteen. Mm-hmm. And I was twenty three points. One forty three? So it was only I, I'd caught up. I'd caught up. Yeah. And uh, for week sixteen, we can just uh, we can just talk about each little game and give in I don't remember much from week 16. It's been two weeks now. So yeah. a lot has happened. But we can really, we'll just kind of uh, go through the picks per usual. So, first and foremost, I mean, we actually tied week 16. Both had 13 points. So that got us nowhere. Yeah. We, uh, looking at it, you have yours pulled up. Yeah, I'm on looking, your phone. I'm looking at them. Perfect. Too. I'll just I won't tab back and forth. on Sorry, the you on then. mine or are you on? I'm your... on. I'm on mine. So okay, you can, I'll switch to mine. Yeah, then. you can get on yours on the phone. So Texans Buccaneers. We both I believe we both picked the Texans, and that was a game. Twenty three twenty. 
Um, that they were the favorite though. Eighty three percent people picked them. Am I on the right week? week? Are we on week, week 17? 16, 16. 16, okay, 16. Yeah, we're going okay. to do a quick, quick recap over 16 because 17 is where it gets exciting. Yeah, and you um, and we both had Texans. Mm-hmm. Then Bills, Patriots. That's a no-brainer, right? Yeah, there. Patriots. Well, you think that. We'll, we'll 70, get, it's we'll only a 70-30 split. We'll, think, we'll get to the no-brainer <laughs> in week 17 that about everyone I would that think lost. almost lost me the fantasy championship. <laughs> that decision had I made a better decision, I would have I would have outright won. It mm. wouldn't have come down to the wire like Right. But then we had the Rams, Rams and 49ers. 49ers. That one was closer than I expected, 34-31, but everyone went 49ers. That team's real this year. I think I mean, you're you're talking possible Super Bowl run. Yeah. Kettles on game, Sherman's Sherman's They're healthy too. Sherman's doing Sherman stuff. Yeah, he's doing his thing. They have this nasty core of running backs where it's like you don't know who's going to explode, but they just mm-hmm. go with a hot hand. Yeah, they got three of them. Yeah, it's. They're, I've they're, had they're all three deep. at once. It's, I had all three at once in the fantasy. Oh um, Coleman surprised me. I didn't think Coleman would do so well coming out of Atlanta. Yeah, and then he just there was two games where he blew up, and then Mostert took over. Uh, Jags Falcons game I don't really care about, but the Falcons took that one. I think we if Leonard Fournette can get away from Jag- Jacksonville, that'd be the best thing possible for him. If anybody, oh, and then um, no so more. every week. Josh, I do a, what I call my friend my, who emails Connor, and he uh-huh. he came up with this. It's the non buy bye week game of the week. Basically, it's the game that you can do without. It might as well be a bye week because right. nobody cares or what have you. You know, so that's going to be your Bengals Dolphin games. Mm. They're just gunning for they're gunning for draft pick. Not it's not necessarily based on like is it going to be a good game, but it's two trash teams who are playing. Right. No playoff implication. They both suck. They're both practice squad teams it's like i don't really care about this unless you unless you are a fan of either one of those teams you know kind of that situation and then the dolphins started winning and the dolphins started putting up points that's the weird thing they start, they put up points even when they lost putting up 17 to 20 points it's magic yeah yeah but that's going to fizzle out like it always has this has always happened with him he gets hot and people are like, ooh, give him a contract, and then he going to die off. the next year. And then he gets bounced around in that Miami team. better hope they can snag. Mm-hmm. Miami needs a lot of help. They, oh, my gosh. The quarterback, they can't take a quarterback now until they fix that offensive line. Mm-hmm. You got Ravens-Browns. That one was obvious. Ravens. Yeah, we, just, we can talk about the Browns a little bit more in depth once we get into Week 17. We're just hammering through those picks. That was an easy one. Saints-Titans. I mean, Titans are good, but the Saints are on a tear this year. Yeah, it, they're just the three major weapons. You can't, you can't no. beat that. And Dez, you got to remember, Dez is stashed right now, yeah. trying to get healthy. But that man is probably going to have a spot when he comes back. I've told, honestly, I forgot about Des Bryant. I only remembered because a couple weeks ago there was something, some random headline talking about how he's working out or his timeline, something like that. I don't know. And now they have Antonio Brown's, if they could figure out the legal issues, that they'd pick him up. That man was like, last. And I'm a Raider fans guy, mm. so <laughs> A.B., just drop, I'm just gonna leave it. Yeah, just, just gonna leave. Oh, it there. I've done a whole <laughs> couple rants. I did, I did, I did an episode, and then more news came out like two hours later. So I did just like a little bonus ten minute <laughs> rant, all about this AB nonsense. This dude is just he did he, certifiably insane beyond beyond all reason. And he did the Raiders so dirty. And if you like, I can understand hating the Raider, Raiders, but I'm not did, mad at the Raiders. Derek Carr is such a good dude, and then you. Uh, A B yeah. is insane. 
We'll leave it at that. And he proved it by he tried to do the Patriots route, which a lot of broken players have, and and that didn't even work. When the you know you know you're in a bad place when even the Patriots take you as like the little uh, the the. The make ugly a wish, duckling, the Make a Wish Foundation. Yeah, the Make a Wish Foundation. <laughs> like, hey, make a championship foundation. Like, come get a championship, and then they reject you. I don't mm-hmm. know, a week or two later. But uh, anyways, then Colts Panthers. Um, that was a blowout. Yeah, the Colts, who were a big part of why I was behind you guys by a few points for the whole season, because the first half of the season I picked against them because I was like, who are the Colts? Mm-hmm. And then Jacoby Brissett was like, hey, I'm here doing stuff. Raiders beat them, and then they they just kind of switched up the game yeah. on them. And so then I started picking for them. And then they a few weeks ago, they started to lose. Between like ten week 10 and 13, they started to lose and really pissed me off. Them and the Titans. Now this one I got wrong. Uh, oh, yeah. I, oh, this one. I got this one correct. This, okay, so that's not where... Okay, that means... Because I right. had the Panthers over the Colts the pre, that week. In week really? 16. Yes, I did. Because I, I just... Christian McCaffrey. Oh, yeah. You Sign. can't. Wait, if, hold on. If you want another post... Who'd well, you pick? Colts or Panthers? I picked Panthers. I picked Colts. Okay. I got this one right. I just... I pick them every time. Every time mm-hmm. I think of Christian McCaffrey, I gotta go to the longest yard. <laughs> Rips off his helmet. That's how a white man runs the ball. <laughs> oh. Well, Eric Guitar. Great. That's how a white man plays That's guitar. That's awesome reference. <laughs> but... No, I picked the Colts there, uh, rightly so, because I was so the Panthers were sputtering, and I was like, the Colts mm. have done me dirty. I'm going to pick them. I now. don't know if the Panthers can move away from Cam Newton like they thought they could after the first five, six weeks. Man, that is a precarious situation. They got they got a lot of stuff happening there. No, but, but I, I picked the Giants over the Redskins. I picked the Redskins. So trade off there. Yeah, mainly because the Redskins were doing kind of good, and I'm. And as I jokingly say to my friend who listens as a Giants fan, I'm I'm, tr- I'm cheering for that good draft pick for them. Mm-hmm. Right now, they're in a draft pick race. Or right. they, they've been in a they oh, no, no. trying to get that the, top they draft are pick. They're the Chase Young draft pick right now, and I, I don't think you can do wrong with Chase Young. Oh, my gosh. You, he's a defensive end that can play linebacker. Mm-hmm. And he's just, I he's love the dude. If he had gone back for a third year at OSU, oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. So then, uh, who'd you pick in the Steelers-Jets? I took Steelers. I did too! <laughs> Thanks a lot, New York, Sam Darnold. Right, pissing me off. I'm we'll seeing, just move on from I that. see Ghost. <laughs> yeah. So we both got that one wrong. Lions-Broncos. Pick the Broncos. Same. Because they were, they were kind of surprisingly good. And then I picked your Raiders yeah, against I the did, Chargers. I did too. I picked them too. I was just like, and thank goodness. I, now, hate, I don't think I can... There's very rarely do I pick the Chargers because of my, dis- my dislike for Philip Rivers. I don't know if you can see this on your phone, but that technically was an upset pick, meaning we picked the underdog. According right. to the pick yeah. spread, 33% of people, only 33% of people picked the Raiders. What? Yep. What? Oh, come on. So, yeah, on the, on the desktop, it gives you the percentage. Like, of, like Yeah, I don't have the, uh, the percentage is off on mine. But. Right. 33% picked them, and I was like, that's surprising, but it's whatever. And then uh, my favorite game from Week 16, mm. Mm, mm. Eagles Cowboys. Oh, felt good. Seventeen to nine. I went with the Eagles too. I'm not picking. <laughs> I am not picking Dallas Cowgirls for anything. No, that's been my whole thing this this season. Is like I think I picked them a couple times this year just because the money. If, yeah, if, I, I need thirty bucks. That, me too. I've begrudgingly they've only let me down one time, and that was the worst week of my life when I picked them and they lost, and I was like. 
I feel I don't know I don't know what to think of myself anymore. Well, I picked the Jets to beat them when the Jets played oh, Dallas yeah. in New York. Mm-hmm. I picked the Jets to win that week. Mm. I loved every minute of that game. I think that's the one that I picked the Cowboys to win. But anywho, so that was that was great. Uh, that was also an upset pick. 40-60 spread um, in favor of the Cowboys. Obviously, because on paper, yeah. When you have Greg Ward Jr. and what's his name? Ronnie Perkins? Are these practice squad dudes getting called up? Yeah. Our whole receiving core is practice you squad. Have Robbie Anderson, who's injured on and off all season. And they won. So Carson yeah. wins. Then uh, Battle of the Birds, Cardinals, Seahawks. This was an upset, wasn't this? Yes. This was a big oh. upset. So as... I picked the Seahawks. Just I did too. I did too. And so did 98% of everyone else. Oh my god. 98 to 2. Kyler, are you bigger than 98 the 98 to 2. Yeah, run, he running like a toddler who just stole something. <laughs> yeah. I love that video. It's like Kyler Murray runs like a toddler who just stole something and is trying to get away from his parents. And and there, like, okay, so there is no way he is 6 foot. No. He's got to be like 5'8", five 5'9", five at top. He might be 5'10". Because you can have some short looking like you can have like five ten guys where you're mm-hmm. like oh they're not six foot but you could maybe put it on paper and then they still kind of get away with it. yeah that dude that dude's tiny but I will tell you this all season I've become each week I become more a fan of Kyler Murray two reasons mm-hmm. a dude's got ice in his veins going back to his OU days he he led there's a couple games he led big comebacks and a couple games he led almost comebacks mm-hmm. and it was like they were down and out like playing in the dumps and he was just sitting there slinging doing his thing and I was like okay this dude's emotionless he's kind of a robot but same thing here in Arizona they've, they've had I don't know five or six almost comebacks this season so looking oh, for Cardinals had the Niners number this year both mm-hmm. of those games were decided by one possession mm-hmm. or less and here and here we see it and I was like I was like the Cardinals are going to upset a team it's a matter of can I pick that upset mm-hmm. week didn't pick it this nope. week because I don't, who would have thought? Two weeks out of the playoffs, yeah. the Seahawks are in a serious playoff race, and you lose twenty seven thirteen. Trash. And you, you go from first in the division to fifth in the division. And now the they got they got a road game in the wild card. But did you see the reports that the the coaching staff is trying to convince Larry Fitz to stay another year? Oh, there Fitz was this was his last year. He had proclaimed. But the coaching staff has met with him twice already. To one more year. To trying to give Vince up for one, one more year. year. Just and to help Kyler get... He's he's an ageless wonder. He's Jason Witten. Yeah. And I feel bad like Jason Witten, man. Why'd you come back for... Back to... Why'd you come back for Dak Prescott? <laughs> he came back because he missed the game in the ground. Yeah, I can believe that. He That's was, what he came back I liked back him for. as a commentator. Sitting up in the booth going, what are they doing? What are, if I was out there? And so it's like, yeah. that's no-brainer to me. And um, so, yeah. So they're they're trying to get Larry back. And I, if they can, they can focus on... I don't like how they toss David Johnson aside. Yeah. As soon as they got... Cardinals, Cardinals are bad about that. That's how David Johnson got his job, though. Yeah. In some sense. But they kept him around and gave him the new contract. It's like, okay, and David wants to play. Yeah, he, You're going to have to earn that spot. He had a thumb injury last year, and you're saying that the thumb injury hurt his game? Nah. you got to give him the those The Cardinals chances. have a thing about tossing aside a running back because David Andre, Johnson was— the, Andre Ellington was the one before Johnson, wasn't he? Ellington and Hightower. Oh, Devontae Hightower or Deontay? I think so. I'm pretty sure it was Hightower. Okay. It was Ellington and somebody else. Yeah. But— I remember because that was the first year of um, the Amazon series. It's all or nothing, okay, where they yeah. follow a football team, and that was the year they like made it pretty good in the playoffs. And that was the year that David Johnson, a rookie, 
got thrust into the starting role because the first mm-hmm. two running backs got hurt and he exploded. And then after that has been the David Johnson show. So this has been like three or four years ago now. Yeah. But the difference is those guys were on the back half of their career. David Johnson's like in the middle of his career. Right. And and so I don't think it's right to you bring in Kenyon Drake. He Kenyon Drake he explodes like. Keep them both. Like, run them how, both. Look how the Niners are using their running backs. Well, that's become the new style. It's no longer a, a one. Back. It's no longer a one man show with your running right. back game. You get two. You get one. You try and get one awesome one, and then one decent one that can come in and you can rotate. But then we got a uh, Chiefs Bears. Uh, you also hold some slight allegiance to the Chiefs, am I right? I do because I use them in fantasy. That's I, I may be a Raider <laughs> fan, but I like winning, so <laughs> I will pick up. Chiefs fans, I keeper picked this year Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey both. Solid. And it, it was if I didn't do that, I was going to go right after George Kittle mm-hmm. because I wasn't. I because of that, I went running back first round. And I took Josh Jacobs. I just believed him. Believed in him. Loved mm-hmm. his story coming from Tulsa. Yeah. And being did not get recruited to Alabama until after high school football season ended. Wow. He and it was because his coach went out and found a guy to advertise, kind of like put huh. a highlight video together, sent him all this stuff, and after that he had he went from five or six Division One offers to over forty. Holy crap! So he had no notice coming from Little Tulsa, mm-hmm. not being taken serious, and then boom, yeah, Alabama, <laughs> and he he waited and waited for the Alabama letter, and so he went. His story was amazing. That's really cool. I had no idea. Yeah, um, his dad was a single father, ra- mm-hmm. raised eleven kids at one point by, <sighs> by himself. When Jacobs was like ten years old, I think they lived out of a car for a week. Oh my gosh! So like, I love him. Jacobs told us this a little bit ago, but Jacobs play, has been has played since week seven with a fractured sh- shoulder blade for the Raiders, and so that and each time he had to be forced to sit. By the by, Mike Minock, Minock, Minock. So, that's that. That's what I like so, to call grit. That that's that's Raider Nation stuff right there. Playing so, with a so, broken shoulder blade. So if our if our keeper picks stay at two next year, I'm dropping Kelsey. I'm dropping Kelsey. Like, <laughs> hey, there, you can get a you can still get a solid tight end. You could possibly draft him still. Too. Oh yeah, that's I might. Like, but someone might steal him from me. He's like, we can't let him have him again. <laughs> but no one had the Jimmy Garoppolo kettle mix this year, so that mm-hmm. that would have been insane. That's going to be on fire next year. So then we got uh, yeah, Chiefs Bears. Bears have uh, have been fun to watch them wallow in mediocrity. Yeah, um, Chiefs missed, took that one. That I'm, was an easy I one. I miss Khalil Mack. He'll always be a, he, oh, he's a Raider. Man. But God, I would he, the he, Bears are a mess. the reason why Reggie McKenzie never offered him a better deal. Hmm. Rumored by through the Raider fans I follow on Twitter and stuff. Some of the ones that kind of have ears and supposedly have ears in the office was they lowballed him. So badly that the agent told him not to come to another meeting ever. Oh. And so after a, a meeting at the end of the previous season, he never met with Gruden or Reggie McKenzie again. And that's what led to the trade. Gotcha. And Raiders turned it out into three good draft picks this year. And I love I love them, but I miss Khalil still. Yeah, that's he's, he's kind of a... He's one of those generational dudes, but... This year he was quiet. Like, and yeah. people, were, a lot of Raider fans were talking smack on him. It's like, well, when you warn being covered by two to three people at a time, you're not gonna do. You're not gonna get yeah. much the secrets stats. out. The secrets out. Khalil Mack is good. <laughs> Put two guys on him. Okay. 
Um, then um, the when we, the last year he was with the Raiders, both times the Chiefs played us, they ran three tight end formation, and all three tight ends blocked him on on t- like ten plays each mm-hmm. game. So it's like he warned some pre- he warned some attention. Absolutely. And then the uh, final game of week sixteen. Ba-dum-bum. Packers Vikings Monday night. I picked the Packers with fifty one percent. That was a fifty fifty split. Fifty one forty nine was a pick spread. Oh, I, I was that one percent because I picked the Packers too. <laughs> ah, you got him over the edge. Yeah, Packers, and they took care of business twenty three to ten. I'm sorry, I just don't believe in the Vikings um, because you know you want to know the two difference between those teams. Those teams are both built very similarly. Mm-hmm. They both they both have done very well. They have great running games. They have some good receivers. Um, they have good defenses. But the big difference, Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins. That's your that's when you start looking at all the variables, it's like, all right, these are the same, these are the same, these are the same, these are the same. You, they're they're down to the difference maker of like it matters who's at quarterback. Mm-hmm. And Kirk Cousins would, is that dude that loves little, to disappoint. I would give a little edge to the Vikings on the receiving corps this year. Yeah. But because of the offset of Rodgers and Cousins. Because Rodgers is so good, he can make bad receivers <laughs> oh, yeah. better. Yeah. Kirk Cousins does not do that. Peyton's yeah. done that. Brady's done that. They made Although Thielen fell off. That dude that yeah, dude Eden pissed me st- off. Eden started very well. And then, and then he sputtered. And then Stefan finally picked it up. Yeah. And then he sputtered out by the end of it, so I, I didn't play him like the last four oh, weeks. Got to give a shout out to the guy who's grandfather, godfather of fantasy football, Matthew Barry, <laughs> and, and because he started this whole trend from last year, is it hashtag free Aaron Jones, <laughs> and it finally happened this year, oh, and Aaron Jones went off for the Packers. Amazing pickup. Amazing. Uh, like if I had known, I definitely would have gone after him over. I would have too. Like who? My I had I had um. I went I went high risk again because uh, I, I love Sony Michelle. I am a big Georgia fan since I'm a KU fan, and back, football hasn't been the best thing to cheer for <laughs> in, K, in KU history. So I went double Georgia. I had Nick Chubb and Sony Michelle, and Sony just fell off. The Patriots, dude, never fuck. trust a Patriots running no, back. Never, never. I look people. People like you get too caught up in what's good for fantasy and what's good for real life. Right. Patriots do get. Their system is good for real life. Like, they're going to get wins. He might get a touchdown, but you're not going to have a running back with much more than 80 yards. Yeah, he finished, in in our league, he finished 27th in points. uh, The last three weeks, he finally put out over double digits. But Mm -hmm. other than that, he had had one week of three points, one week of one point. It's like, what the heck are you doing? Yeah, I never go for uh, Patriot. I don't really go for Patriot. The only Patriot I ever went for was Gronk. Um, and his like last two seasons, he wasn't that great in fantasy, anyways. So, kind cool, of annoying. Cool but. statistic I saw from um, Matthew Barry real mm-hmm. quick, and or Field Yates. It was one of them on Twitter. If oh, it was Christian McCaffrey. Uh-huh. If he had quit playing in week fourteen, I think it was. Yeah, he would have been the number one fantasy running back by twenty points to end the season. So he still would have beat out everyone else. Everyone who paid, played with, three more weeks. Yes, four more weeks. Yeah, yeah, four more weeks. So the, holy he, crap! That's just how Christian McCaffrey is running back fantasy football. Christian, yeah, Christian McCaffrey is fantasy football. Oh, and one of our one of our rookie. I so I was a little nice as a GM. I was the I convinced Jake Farrell, the one of Brown's pound town, yeah. with the twerking Antonio Brown gif. Cole Seclosure did an amazing job finding that. I'm still jealous of that. <laughs> but he, I convinced him he was going to keep her Joe Mixon. Over Christian McCaffrey. 
And I looked at and I looked at him and he's like, "Hey man, Christian's doing everything." That man's not going to be in next and, year's draft. Yeah, and so finally he just kind of looked at me. He's like, "Josh, okay, I'll take your advice." You're going to keep her, Joe Mixon. Yeah, and I I kind of regret doing that because it's like, as in mixing up, as in mixing up this <sighs> lady's noggin. Remember that? Oh yep. my god. Socking her right in the side of the head. Christian yep. McCaffrey averaged 27.9 points in our league a week. I'd be curious to know how many quarterbacks he beat on an average point league. Like starting quarterbacks he beat with that average. Because that's better. That's that's quarterback type numbers. That's what you expect like a decent quarterback to average. But we can... Um, Let's jump on to week seventeen. Yeah, go ahead and go to week seventeen. I'll I'll figure find that I'll yeah. find that real quick just to see how many quarterbacks he beat. So coming out, uh, I'm down. I was down by two points going into the final week of the pick'em in our in our league to Josh, and because and we both scored thirteen points in week sixteen, so that stayed the same one sixty five to one sixty three, and we'll kick it off with we had the Falcons Buccaneers. Falcons, looking at this one, I was like, all right, the Falcons had enough. Um, the, the Buccaneers, James Winston, he slings the ball, but... 30 interceptions, 30 touchdowns on the season. Exactly. And Just as none, much none as he wins, the, he loses. Not including the fumbles. Yep. Like, turnover differential. Like, he gets, he, it, he gets he, the job done, but he also he gets, gets them in the He gets a ton of yards, but at a lot of cost. And... Uh, that one though was a 50-50 split, but so for that reason I picked the Falcons only because I think what was it like week 14 or something they like they had a couple they had a couple upset wins where they they kind of ended the season on a good note. Right. They started to get things together and I was like I think the Falcons are going to do that. They they squeaked it out. Who'd you have? You had I I had I had Tampa Bay winning that. Ooh. Because I was like, you know what? When, I I dislike Winston. I dislike yeah. him since the get go, but he's he puts up points. Him and Mike he Evans. Does. Him, him and Mike Evans and Goodwin this year. So yeah, Goodwin, I, had, Goodwin, I think Goodwin would have been this might be considered the steal of the draft this year. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> so Oh, back to back to the Christian McCaffrey mm-hmm. thing. So it out. not including Matthew Stafford because Matthew Stafford had the second highest average for what the two games he played. Oh yeah, two or he three games. So not including him. Oh no, he he played nine weeks. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, well, okay, we'll consider him. He played almost half the season. Yeah. So Christian McCaffrey outscored all but two, four, six, eight. All but ten of the quarterbacks. So he would have been we, the eleventh ranked quarterback. Yes. Out of thirty-two teams, mm-hmm. out of thirty-two quarterbacks, technically. I mean, you had some. Yeah, bounce with around. some, with some like jet. And all thing is, um, the backup quarterback for Detroit was the tenth one. So, <laughs> so Detroit technically had two top ten quarterbacks this year for average. Hmm, that's pretty good. But no, yeah, Christian McCaffrey because we, we're we're a high scoring lead, but definitely lean a little bit more towards quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And I got we got bonuses for you. Excuse me. We have bonuses for yards, um, pass attempts made. It's like a point for every five pass attempts or something. Yeah. But so there's a lot of little bonuses. Running backs have some, but quarterbacks have the most because they can hit the rushing attempts and the quarter the passing attempts. So he would have been the eleventh quarterback. Wow. Ahead of Ryan Tannehill and Chris Wentz and Daniel Jones. Yep. Chris, yep. I said Chris Wentz. Carson. <laughs> Carson Wentz. The last name caught me. I was like Chris Wentz. Oh Wentz. Yeah. Oh, average-wise, Aaron Rodgers and Brady were not even in the top 15. I never picked Brady as a quarterback, 
everyone every time I've been in a fantasy league and people are like Tom Brady, I'm like he doesn't put up big numbers. No, like I the first year, they win games, the, but he doesn't put up big numbers. The very first year I did fantasy, I had the number one pick uh-huh. going into. It, I'm like I don't know what I'm doing, <laughs> and it was the first year Payton or the second year Payton was with Denver. Mm-hmm. It was his. It, it was his. It was the NFL's gift to him to win that Super yeah. Bowl. But I was so like. I looked at my boss, who's a big chief. Said, "I gotta pick Peyton Manning. There's, n- I just have to." And sure enough, it's they never run game. They never mm-hmm. had a run game that entire season. Ended up ha- having almost 500 points in fantasy, oh. I think. And then that that year, well, the next year is when I started our Freedom uh-huh. Fantasy Football League. Yep. So started off. You you picked the Bucks, which was yeah, wrong, I pick, I but had, that one was a toss up. I right? had four straight losses here, so I picked the Bucks and the Bills. Don't worry, I picked the Bills too. Everyone, you don't want to know. Eighty eight percent of people picked the Bills. For, okay, okay for, for all you Bills fans, if any of you listen, Josh Allen is not the answer. Your defense <laughs> won those games, and Singletary. Yeah, that, he was, and Frank Gore when he filled in. Yes, I picked him up for a few weeks. Gore, and Gore's another Good. ageless wonder. That man's trying to do big things but, uh, at thirty-four. I, uh, I one of the guys I eat breakfast with often. His mm. son works directly with the Wyoming football program. Oh, that's pretty cool. And so he was one of the ones that was part of supposedly the recruitment process mm-hmm. for him. So he was. They were all obsessed with Josh Allen. Josh Allen could probably sling an eighty-yard pass. That's it, but he's six foot eight. We're six foot seven. Yeah, that's he's big. huge, but it, until he's accurate, he can. Last year he ran the ball. Yeah, strong arm doesn't matter. You know what? Every NFL prospect has a strong arm. You know what separates them from being in the NFL versus a prospect or a practice mm-hmm. squad member? What's your accuracy look like, yeah. particularly with a deep ball? It's like when you get to the elite level, the top five hundred people mm-hmm. at this in, in the world at this sport. It's gonna be those little differences. It's like everyone, everyone can sling the ball at this level. Yeah, it's it's how well can you sling the ball? There were a few years ago, ESPN had a defensive end or a linebacker throw a fifty-yard pass from his knees. Yeah, it was like it's just that's all arm strength. He just rotates. Uh-huh. He rotates the shoulders probably. Yeah. And just launches. He, you can it. still rotate your hips from your knees, but yeah, he just. He just basically does a side crunch it's, with his torso. It's core. And, it's core power. Yeah, and being able to have that kinetic whip of the good form. Yeah. So every yeah, even defensive and, guys. Yeah, I, I picked the Viking Vikings over the Bears. So, but the Bears looking won at this the side game. by side, so the first pick we flip flopped. I got I got I got the Falcons game right. You got it wrong. But the next three we both got wrong. Oh my! We both <laughs> totally botched. So it was. Talk about neck and neck. So, mm-hmm. so at this point, it's 164 to 165. I'm chomping at the bit here, folks. And then we both botched these picks. Yeah, I picked the Vikings too. So did 83% of everyone else. Oh, oh so God. far, every week, Josh, i found there's been certain upsets. It's not a matter of if there's upsets, but it's can you predict the upsets. Yeah. At least, And the difference is if you can at least get one, maybe two of like the underdog upset games or those 50-50 games like the Falcons-Bucks game mm-hmm. – then you're good, but and this these two well the Jets won full on upset and the Bears won I'd say full on upset because one of my one of my things is I go for the home teams a little too often. Yeah, I go, it's I easy. Go, I believe in home field advantage. <laughs> sometimes a little too. Strong. Not a lot of places still really have that that much. There's a few. There's a few. And then of those three games, I picked three were winner of those four games. And then finally we get to this next one. I picked the away team of the Browns to beat the Bengals. 
Well, yeah, you figured the Browns could string it together against the Bengals. Who aren't even trying. The one in, at this time, they were 1 in 14. Mm hmm. And to me, I was I was really sad when we weren't going to have an, uh, a winless team this year. Oh, I was, when the Bengals won, I was pissed. I, if I had been in Vegas this year, I would have put a bet for two winless teams. Yeah? I was going to put a bet for Bengals and Miami ah, to yeah. go winless. But they, they played they, each other. They played each other one time. Uh-huh. And I, had put, I was going to put a bet 0-15-1. Oh, they were going to tie the game. <laughs> and like, I, I want history. And I'm like, that would have been incredible. The, the odds of that would have made me a millionaire. Or oh, a yeah. couple hundred thousands at least. Yeah, you put down 50, 100 bucks or a couple. You put down a hundred, couple hundred bucks on that, dude. And then the Bengals game, Bengals Miami ended in, ended in a one score game in Miami's favor. I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, that's one of those where I was like, dang. I wanted the. Because the Bengals ended up beating someone random, but then. They almost beat my Raiders. Yeah. We can talk about... You know what we can talk about here? We can talk about the Browns a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm curious to get your take on the Browns. So my take all season, from preseason, from before one snap was played, it was... Everyone, of course, was... They got Baker. They got Jarvis. They got Chubb. They got Odell Beckham, who did nothing. I'll come back to that. Okay. Um... <clears throat> And, that you know, it's going to be different, Super Bowl contenders. I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. First year, mm-hmm. quarterback receivers got to get to know each other. The head coach, they got to get the right the system right. There's going to be a lot of kinks. and But most importantly, the it is the Browns. Yeah. The Browns are still the Browns. The yeah. wobbly organization that's been through more quarterbacks than years since 2000. We've wobbly. had more. They've had more quarterbacks than than time has passed yeah. since 2000. There's that's a, not an accurate the, stat. I'm just the, making that up. No, no, it might be. Accurate. I think it is. It's going to be pretty close. It's getting, I think they're at 22 quarterbacks. Since Something like that. I know it's really close. Is why I said that. But oh. anyways, the Browns are still the Browns, and I. Basically, my prediction is they're going to be better. They're going to look good. They're going to have some good moments, get some wins. They're, but I didn't think they were going to make the playoffs at best. They're they going were... to get worse, in my opinion. Again, I think so. They just fired they, the head coach. They fired they fire the head coach, and they fired John Dorsey. They didn't fire him. They let him go. They could not restructure the him. He was the GM. He's the one that turned Kansas City around. Yeah. He's see, the one who took all these high-risk picks. You That's, have... You have Within sports, there's several organizations that are just what you would call not winning because they they have too many front office problems. The Browns are one of them. The Knicks are another one. The um, the Jets even are are almost in that category. Or even Miami in recent history, it's like there's too many problems, and so and the solutions are seemingly all right. Well, we're gonna draft this guy. Oh, we're gonna hire this coach, and now. Oh, this GM will turn us around. It's like, eh, so, I, I think I think there's there's misjudgment on. We like, gotta go back to the past real quick. Oh yeah, Johnny Manziel oh, was drafted by the owner. Yeah, the GM didn't want him. The head coach didn't want yeah. him. Yeah, and that's the problem. The owner's like, we're taking him because he's a name and we can sell jerseys. Because the owner's an idiot, and that's the problem. When you have owners doing crap like that, that it and, and not it's not a football decision because. Yeah, I wish I had a podcast at this time because I def- I totally predicted this that Johnny Menzel was going to party himself out of the Johnny NFL. Johnny Menzel never won that Heisman, and he partied himself out of the <laughs> NFL and and the CFL, and then and then the CFL was like maybe, and I was like no, this man's mm-hmm. just been in rehab. He has not been. He's been trying to get his 
normal person health, not not even hasn't even touched the elite what I would call the elite athlete mm-hmm. health and and physical shape oh, yeah. at all. And sure enough, he goes in and throws himself out. But anyways, the Browns four interceptions that first game with the oh, CFL with gosh. or something. It was so bad. Zero and four. It was the Browns. Are the Browns, and they were the Browns this year. I said at best they would make wild card, but I didn't even think that would happen. No, and and I was like, they're going to wallow mediocrity. Everyone's going to be upset. And but I said if they can power through, maybe next year you could you could have ser- more serious uh, uh, outlook towards wild card. And then the following year, be like, hey, maybe they're actually getting good. But now with the implosion. I don't think it's going to happen because their ownership is terrible. Anyways, your take. Uh, Look back on the season. Be honest about it too. Odell was a was a shot and was a strong arrow. He, he was a good strong arrow. Injuries. He he's been injured all season. He's been injured all season. He was injured the previous year with the Giants. He mm-hmm. is all about himself. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Him and Jarvis may have some good chemistry from being at LSU together. They perfected the one-handed catch, mm-hmm. but Jarvis any day, all day over over Odell for me. There's a lot of Raider fans wanting him right now. Like we're wanting him. I was like, I'm looking. It's like, do we risk the- wanting Odell? We we just had Antonio Brown. They want Odell. Some of the fans want Odell. Oh, and there's a good chunk of us fans that are just like, no. Two things. <laughs> the Browns was supposed to. Fix him. He was going to stick it to the Giants, and yeah. everyone got excited. However, that first week, oh, I never came back to this. The Odell thing. Uh-huh. I said I meant to come back to it. That was a whole other thing. To he, they were like, oh, he he has a minor hip thing, but he's going to play through it. At that moment, I said he's not going to be healthy all season. He's not going to have the same impact because what is he? He's a quick slant, explosive. Fade guy. He, he has that. He has that first yeah. step speed. And the moment that those guys have some sort of small nagging injury that's not debilitating and get them on the sideline, and so they're playing at eighty percent, they become ineffective. And what does he become ineffective? Mm-hmm. On not on top of the fact, I don't like his personality, and I think like when you see stuff with the visor and then the the hundred thirty thousand dollar watch he wore, which I think is wildly that, that, that was dangerous. A, that was a publicity stunt. Yeah. But well that's my point. Yeah. You're not even playing good football and you're doing this. Yeah. You're a sideshow a go- here. A goat haired shoe. Yeah. The, if I was Tom Brady, I would have looked at it like thank you and then as I was walking out of the stadium I would have thrown them away. Tell me how many how many how many I haven't even I don't even know what Jarvis Landry sounds like. I barely know what he looks like. Yeah and um to go to your point of why I would pick Jarvis over Odell every time. But yeah, anyways, continue. Jarvis did a special um, foundation when he was down in Miami yeah. every year. And he still did it even after he was traded. Hmm. He went back there for nice. to do it again. He's, I believe he's planning on going back to Miami to do it again. So he's just a good dude. He's quiet. He's effective. He, yeah. is, he is Larry Fitzgerald, just not, not the soldier yet. Yeah. I mean, he might have the chance. He'll get there. Last year, with his first year with the Browns, was the first time he never hit 100 catches. Oh, wow. He had 100 catches, 101, 104, and 100 and something in his first three years in the NFL with Miami. Can we get this guy to the Eagles? <laughs> like, I just feel like, I feel like he would slot, fit. Like, yeah. The consistent slot work is always there. He's not He's not extremely fast, mm-hmm. but he's a little. He's elusive, and he's got probably some of the surest hands in the NFL. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, Nick Chubb, keeper. You you build around him. You, that dude is what got them wins. Yes, he. When you're going for a hundred yards, th- two, he had hundred yards, four or five, three or four, 
three to five times this something season? Something like that, yeah. I had yeah. him on the team, and I lo- I never benched him. I never benched him until the bye week. Just like, I'm playing him. I'm just like, I can't <laughs> risk not playing him. Yeah. Oh, he's playing a, the number seven defense or the number five rush defense? I'm playing him. It does not matter. <laughs> that's, that's how I was with Leonard Fournette two years ago. It's just like Leonard was going to put up numbers. Um, so, yeah, I think that you got the Browns have to move away from Odell to do better. They, they move on from Odell, and they start piecing together a defense. Baker, I've never been a Baker fan. Always been a little overrated to me. But he brings an energy that is very infectious in a most in almost a mostly positive way. I feel like he can get a little too serious on the sideline. Like the vid- there was a video a guy found out from the NFL recordings. The head coach was coming over and like messing with um, Baker's beard hair on oh, his neck. Yeah. He was, and he was saying something weird to him. And ba- he walked away and Baker turned to one of the assistant coaches and was like, that dude's a fucking idiot. Ooh. And it was like, whoa, Baker, that's your head coach right there. You gotta be careful, my man. And the, they, he was mic'd up that game, so that's how they had it recorded. Oh. And they, they just released that after the coach had been fired. And uh. So it's like, wow. So well, good thing they held on to it, at least. There's some... I was just like, okay... I don't know who they 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 weren't in good enough draft position this year to get a better quarterback. Mm-hmm. There's not many of them this year. Either. No, this is kind of a down year. This is the year of defensive players, and I, I I was looking at the top fifty for the college, and thirty seven of them, twenty seven, over fifty percent of them are defensive players this year. Oh my! The prospects, and I love it. I'm a defensive guy. I always feel like offense is overrated. I would agree. Um, I, I'm a I'm a traditionalist in the football mm-hmm. sense. I like. Like those nine, like seventeen to nine was the Eagles Cowboys game. I like that game. Jabril Pepper should have oh. been Jabril Pepper should have been the Heisman winner over Lamar Jackson. I was pulling for he the played quarterback, running back, free safety, strong safety, cornerback, corner slot. He wasn't the best at any one position, but, but the he, fact that he in today's world he was like fifty years ago, someone playing all those positions, not as big of a deal, right? But today, with hyper-specialization, you have somebody who who played all of those successfully. Yeah. Yeah, Heisman, hands down. At least and freaking player of the year. It also would have made a really good feel story. Because it had been 20 years from the day Charles Woodson won the Heisman. No For, for Michigan. Oh. Jabril Peppers, Michigan. Cornerback. Cornerback. That would have been perfect. It would have been a feel-good story. But Lamar had a historical year as a quarterback rushing and touchdowns and offense beats defense mm-hmm. it, it, it's not a it's not a every player trophy anymore no it's a it's a quarterback it's, it's a quarterback, yeah, it's a quarterback or a quarterback. running back and yeah and you'll get yeah i don't we're we're, we're on four years in a row now of quarterbacks winning it well now you have like for instance ou's program has become a, a qbu if you want to call it that because mm-hmm. that's the term that people use nowadays but yeah, it's become a QB university where it's like kind of like USC years mm-hmm. years ago. They were, the quarterbacks go. went to USC. Yeah, whether and, the team was bad or good. Yeah, and they succeed and do well. USC has ridden a wave of hype that I think it's just part of the fact that they're it's Southern California. Yeah. but they're always like they're always coming preseason like fifteen or ten sometimes, and I'm like and who they fall right? They've out done of nothing, it. and then all of a sudden they lose a couple, and they're like, out. Oh, I'm like, yeah, they're total trash. Why'd they get that? Because they're USC. Browns have a chance. They just they need to get Baker to mature and be a leader. He's not a leader. 
He's a passion. Yeah, he needs to learn how to develop and those Brown, those leadership Brown's, skills. I don't agree with the Browns trading Jabril either. Yeah. When it, yeah, it's just like, ah, I just but they they got a pick, they got some decent out of it and he's he's doing okay for the Giants. He's not doing amazing. I think feel like if he gets a one big injury, he's his career's might be over though with the Giants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I I like me some Jabril Preppers. Anyways, interesting take on uh, the Browns, I think we both kind of agree that the Browns, they were just the, the Browns. They're going to continue being the and Browns. Per what just happened with firing Freddie Kitchens and firing, was it John Dorsey? Yeah, John Dorsey. Oh, you know what I found out? I was right. My stat that I was totally unconfirmed and like I hadn't based on anything, uh-huh. I couldn't even find an article from this year, but it's been Baker the last two seasons, so it's right. fine. As of 2018, you know how many quarterbacks they had since 1999? 27. 28! 28. Oh. Yeah, it was 20. 28 including Baker. Yes, including Baker. I I forgot about Baker. 27 not including Baker, so technically correct. There there was the infamous jersey that one fan had. (laughs) Yeah, where it's Made the string of (laughs) names on the side of it. And I believe they still have the jersey. They uh-huh. haven't got done away with it yet. Oh, you shouldn't. No way. You shouldn't. Even though you, you've had the same quarterback for two years, that, don't give up that on that jersey. That is a committed fan right there. I love them. you got to save that for a frame it and put it up in my room and say, and you know, you can tell your kids, grandkids, back in my day. <laughs> Random. Okay, I'll wait to talk about this until we get back to the Raiders. Okay. Mm, so, uh, yeah. So let's... We, so next up, Packers Lions to finish it off. Packers were in that, or you know, we're in the playoff race. Um, I took the Packers. Same. Yeah, it's ninety six percent of people did. We're fine, but the fact that it was only twenty three twenty. I mean, that's one of those games. It's, it's usually it's one of those rivalry games. Where like, yeah, I thought Detroit was going to put up a fight. I didn't think they were going to put up that much of a fight and only win by three. I remember I was at my family Christmas and I watched right. the final play. We were doing Christmas uh, and I I pulled up my phone. I was like, uh, what? And I I just pulled up like the the live stream and mm-hmm. it was right before they kicked that winning field goal. And I was like, holy crap! The Lions. Three, oh, the three ones was good for them, I think, mm-hmm. because they lost their starting quarterback. Oh, yeah. They lost going into that week seventeen. Their their Marvin Jones lost a child. Oh, I didn't he, know that. His six year old son died. No, a couple days before they they Detroit posted a thing about him. I think, <sighs> and I think he set out that week. I would. <laughs> how yeah. you gonna play? Oh, I, I, I don't know how. Um, I don't have kids yet, and I can. And that that yeah, one cuts it, me that, deep, right? I was like, wow, and it, that was kind of shared throughout through a lot of NFL fans. I'm pretty active on Twitter, seeing mm. people. I follow a few players that I can kind of handle. Right. When a player starts being really political, I gotta unfollow them just because I'm here. I'm here mm. for feel good stuff, not to get yeah. depressed about politics. Yeah, I agree. All right. Anyways, move on to the next game: Chargers Chiefs. I along with. I had the Chiefs. Yeah. I had the Chiefs. Thank goodness. Ninety-seven <laughs> percent of people had the Chiefs. There are those few Chargers fans that make up that three. Actually, I think it's. I don't even think it's Chargers fans. I think it's people who just were trying to pick a crazy upset. Yeah, agree. But the Chiefs are also in a playoff race. So Chargers like, have win. not had a home game in years. That stadium, as for mm-hmm. almost every game, sells out to the opposing yep. fans, and like the Raider Stadium is almost black. Phil Rivers mm-hmm. couldn't hear 
the the coaching staff on the sideline. So he was complaining about it, telling, trying to get the crowd to be quiet. Like, no, the as as your home team, yeah. you're supposed to be loud to the opposing oh, yeah. offense to make life difficult. Sorry, and, you've been you're used to a nice quiet stadium. Yeah, <laughs> yes. And so Phil Rivers was just cry, Phil Rivers was just a crybaby though. Mm-hmm. And they're they're down to Keenan Allen, who's injury prone. Yep, Melvin Gordon, injury prone, but Austin Eckler. Stepped out this year. Man. But the Chargers, Chargers is one of those other teams. They've just kind of wallowed in mediocrity the last... They're not the Browns. No. But they are just like... I wouldn't even call them underwhelming necessarily. They're just not doing anything. They're just there. But they also got to forget they have a third running back. Derek Watt. The third Watt (laughs) brother who gets overlooked because he's on the Chargers. If he was uh, with the Raiders, he'd be doing better. And he's a running back. He's yeah. the only offensive he's a fullback. Lot. He's a fullback. He's more of a fullback well, than a running back, too. Who so. uses a fullback? Every team in the playoffs. That's true. Every team that is in the playoff run has No, a... Eagles don't. Eagles don't? No. I was pretty sure that they did. Okay. No. But, um, we'll, we'll bring in... We'll, they, they'll use a... We'll use a tight end before we use a running back. Raiders, have, fullback. Raiders have a rookie fullback. We don't did, have... We did great this year. Alec, Alec. We also run... You, we run a lot of stuff out of the gun, a lot of zone reads, mm-hmm. a lot of jet sweep type actions. So we run some under center stuff, but it's like a stretch play. No, but uh, well, maybe the thing said eighty eight percent of the teams in all the but playoffs. one. Yeah, and like the Raiders, Raiders have a rookie fullback. Mm-hmm. Fullbacks are still there. They're, they're just, just they're a dying breed. Yeah, and it, it makes me it kind of makes me sad, but doesn't at the same time because. They're fantasy. They're yeah. they're practically fantasy irrelevant. Oh, they are totally. Oh. For me, I'm looking at that like, dude, you are you think you're an offensive player? No, no, no. Slim down. Work on that agility. Mm-hmm. Linebacker, my friend. Live up to your Watt name and go to defense. And I guarantee you, mm-hmm. you'll do better. You don't have to be a big D end. Because you're obviously, if you're a fullback, you're obviously probably not as big. I think big. he is the shortest Watt, but he, I think he's six foot even. Oh, six foot. He, He's tall, tall enough to be a linebacker. Yeah. You don't have to be huge. You just yeah. gotta you just gotta be able to make the right moves. No, no, no. TJ nor Derek are as big as JJ. JJ is massive, but J-J-J. to his demise, when, name the last healthy the last year he had a healthy season and didn't have any sort of injuries. Oh Anyways, my. getting off track. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then everyone's bane of their existence, Dolphins and Patriots. You know what I told myself? I'm gonna start the Patriots defense because it's the Dolphins. And the playoff, the last week 17 actually matters to everybody going into the playoffs, really. Mm-hmm. And then what do the Patriots do? They lay a big giant goose egg and give up 27 points. Their defense only had four points. Oh, I had the Baltimore oh defense who had 23 points against the Steelers. With backup defensive players. Because I looked at that game, I said, it's the Steelers. The Steelers are going to try really hard. The Ravens are coasting. I was like, it's not going to be a big deal. And everything was wrong. Everything was wrong. <laughs> oh, Still won. But yeah. Ninety-six percent of people picked the Patriots. I'm assuming you did. Yeah, I picked the Patriots. Yeah, duh, duh. And then the Dolphins stupidly won. God. So right now we're still neck and neck. I'm still one point down. If it's we're Patrick. Going. Oh, he's the Patriots' bane, isn't he? He has beaten the Patriots with every team he's played for. Yep. The, the old, and it's the, he's got their number. Mm-hmm. That's like, why. I'm gonna remember that now. Yeah. I'm going to pay attention to when it's Fitzpatrick. Yeah, he beat All right. them on the Jets. He beat them on the Titans? Was he, I think, he, he, was how he, many teams has he been on? 
Beats me, dude. Too he, many. He, he's been he, on like he, five or six teams. He's, he's one of those quarterbacks that keeps just finding a team. Yep, he finds he'll, a home. he'll find somebody who needs them, and then... Mm-hmm. Uh, There's players like that throughout the NBA, NFL, hockey. I don't know hockey, so I can't he's say He's been anything. on yeah, Miami. Oh, he's been on the Bucks. Okay, yeah, he beat the Patriots with the Bucks. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know he beat them with the Jets, and now he's beat them with Miami. Let's see. I pulled this up real quick. Might not be the. Might not be the. Gosh, he's thirty-seven. Yeah, he was. He, I didn't realize he was that he, old. I thought until, it was like thirty. Until he 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 graduated from Harvard. Yeah. Yep. He went graduated to Harvard. from Harvard in four years. Broke the record for highest quarterback test. That that test that they give oh, quarterbacks yeah. for the smarts. The smarts, yeah. The, smart. the smarts! Yeah, and he broke that record, and then a lineman broke that record years later. <laughs> he, that lineman played for Baltimore. He had a Ph.D. in five years at college. Whew, that's insane. All right, here we go. You ready for the teams? The Rams. The Bengals. The Bills. That's who we're forgetting. Yeah, so it was the Bills, Jets, and Miami that he beat, beat them And then the Titans for a year. Then the Texans for a year. Then the Jets. Then the Bucks and now the Dolphins. Wow. He is literally every the only team he has been on for more than I guess you want to say two seasons. Um the Bills. 2009-2012. Every other so team three like seasons. Every, yeah, it's 05 to 06, 07 to 08. 2013, 2014, then 2015-16, then 17-18 and now 19 to the present. So he has only been on uh, one team for more than a season, really, or wow. a, a year. Whenever he retires, I hope he lets his beard go white, and I hope it goes white fast because he could be Santa Claus. Dude, he'd be a great Santa yeah, Claus. Yeah, he would. <laughs> random, random, random note there. It's like, he's got a fluffy beard. <laughs> no, he does. It's gnarly. Anywho. So are we moving? Fitzpatrick. Next? So then Saints, Panthers. That's a no-brainer. Yeah, Panthers have been sucking. Mm-hmm. Um, they fell off the map for it, whatever it's just reason. just Christian McCaffrey. Like he's going, yeah. he, Christian will do something, but the Panthers' defense won't do anything. You'll have Eric Reed talk about something about at the end of the game about how he, Colin Kaepernick should be in the game still. Uh, it, like Eric, shut up. Just be grateful that you're in the league. Colin Kaepernick just wants to be a martyr. That's a whole different story, though. Anyways, yes, and then the Saints are trying. The Saints, the Saints are picking up steam because they're trying to get redemption for that mm. botched no call. Oh. They, the, earlier in the season or last playoff game? Last playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Because they had that one game mm-hmm. this season already that was mm-hmm. just like... The, They're going to be nipping. The, the refs this year. Dude. Like, if you're talking about any year, like can't, the the team should be able to file a complaint to find the refs at this point. You initiate... When they initiate, you can challenge for non-PI, like no calls mm-hmm. or to get PIs. I don't think any... Maybe one of those got overturned. I remember there was something early on in the year about, like, none of those were getting overturned. But. None of them. Offensive passing interferences or defense... No, I don't... Or what... Yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. I know the Raiders lost six of them. Holy crap. This year. And so, finally, it was like, Gruden, why do you keep challenging them? They're not giving it to you. Yeah, you gotta learn, alright, they're not gonna give it to us, we just gotta keep playing. And... But I am uh, of the mindset, like, you can't blame the refs for your losses totally. There are certain situations where it's like... That could have been a big moment, but at the same time, if I'm a coach of a team, mm-hmm. I'm not going to let my, like, oh, well, the refs botched that call. I'm going to come down and say, you know, if we do if we do things right and take care of business, we should win, and even regardless or in light of getting maybe a bad call or two. All right, I'll save, save what I'll say for in the game because 
Raiders are coming up here. Yeah, so get ready. All right, gotta save it for the NFC East matchup. <laughs> I think we all saw this coming. The Redskins and the Cowboys. The poor Redskins. Oof, been a Redskins are the, the Redskins are one of those garbage teams. I put them in. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the Browns are the Browns. The Redskins are the Redskins. They fired. They fired their year. head coach. They fired their jean. Their GM, or was it their operations manager? It was one of those two. But but Twitter universe was finally like I had friends saying they finally finally were free of Satan, is how they viewed him because of how bad he was. Apparently, the Redskins the Redskins organization is bad. That's what you have to realize. Mm -hmm. Yeah, apparently they had a lot of issues with their medical staff actually lying to the players about their health. Like you had, the, you had the one Pro Bowl lineman that quit on them this season because he actually had a, a tumor in the back of his neck, oh and they told him it was nothing. Gosh. They had told him for years that it was there was nothing wrong with it, so he never went to a different doctor. Finally, always it's second ca- opinion. Bro. Finally, it's ca- causing him pain this year. He went. He they told him it was him. nothing. Then he found out it was actually a tumor in the back of his, between the head and, like, right there on the back. He yeah. couldn't get his helmet on properly. Oh, my gosh. And so he went and had surgery. The owner lent him his private plane to fly to get surgery. And then he came back, and then he took a while to get healthy from the recovering. Got the tumor successfully removed. But then he said he had hurt a little bit to put his helmet on, so they placed him on injured reserve. Mm. And so they wouldn't have to pay him, and now he's left the team. Yeah, I would too, because the Redskins are a terrible organization. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Cowboys took care of business. That was an obvious pick. I was, I there was, uh, there was a little voice in the back of my mind that was like, maybe the Redskins will do yeah. something crazy. But I was like, no, nah, they're they're on fire too much, they, and now the Cowboys are just they're gonna they're gonna it's gonna be a talent versus a non-talent and yeah. non-scheme non-good scheme. Like there's nothing good going on with the Redskins, and the Cowboys at least mm-hmm. have on paper talent, and that's gonna so that's what led to the 47 so, 16 win. Redskins have four starting running backs on that team. Yeah, it's, Darius Geis, Adrian Peterson, Bryce Love, and uh. Can't remember who the left, the fourth is now, but Bryce Love came out of Stanford. He was second, third in candidate, second for candidate for the Heisman. Lost to Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. rightly so. Lamar's earning that Heisman. Lamar, Bryce had two thousand two hundred seventy-seven rushing yards as a sophomore in college. Next two years, he did nothing for Stanford. He went to, back to his senior year, mm-hmm. fell off, kind of fell off the radar. I liked him. He was a hard worker. Kind of wanted to go to Oakland. He's got that Marshawn mentality. He's yeah. going to go through you. He's going to go through you. He's going to stiff arm you into the ground. So I like him. I hope he gets a shot next year. When he, hopefully, he, since they put they, I believe they put him right away on injured reserve. So I hope they get him healthy and we can see Bryce Love doing some work. I like him. Yeah, I, I could absolutely agree with that. Um, here we go, though. We, Game pause, time. Pause, pause. Oh. We got a special... So, on my fantasy, I have a fantasy chat for our, all of us on Facebook because I'm friends with everyone. So, I posted a photo of Gus here getting his money oh, winnings. Yeah. And we, we had a reply from one of two who I've nicknamed the pastor in our league because he, he's in... I don't know if he's finished it, but he was in ministry school. Ray Stone, who's from Wichita. And he says, congratulations. I hope you choke on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. But no, that, is that, that's, not who, that's not who I beat. No. Or is it? No. It was, um, uh, I can't remember now. It might have been league standings. Is it? 
I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, the Metal Arc Marauders. <laughs> yeah, Metal Arc Marauders because that is, that is the yep. that is the Wichita <laughs> FC team oh. for their for Wichita's professional soccer team. Gotcha. Yep. Beat him one two sixty eight to two fifty eight. Well, that's a decide. That's a pretty decisive one. Dude, but it was, it was two. No, it wasn't. It no, it wasn't. Third quarter of that game. Third quarter. We'll talk about it when I get there. Okay. Um, All right. So we're we're on. we're at, we're here. We're at your team, man. Raiders Broncos. Oh, you know what I did, right? You know what I did, you right? The Raiders, like I did. Yeah. You know why? Because I have a little bit of like I'm like yeah. Josh is a Raiders fan. You know I'm I I kind of there's that side of me that's like I just the Raiders are fun to me. And I like the organization. I like the culture they have there. And so it's one of those where it's like, Our objectively, I'm f- I, l- I would like them to do well, you know? Because it doesn't bother me how they if they're super good or not. I do get annoyed by our quarterback. I, yeah. lo- I love Derek Carr. A little too religious for me. Because every press conference, he has the thing gone. But it's it's whatever. Carson Wentz does the same thing. I do the same People thing. People love Carson Wentz, so I'm like, I put up with it. I like mm-hmm. him. But, oh my God. Oh, I hope we fire our special teams coordinator because we had six blocked field goals this season. And that's what lost us the game. They, really? They blocked our extra point attempt to tie the game at 16-16. Oh, the extra point. The extra point. Because I saw that and I was like, yeah, pick the Raiders. Now check this. 44, only 44% of people picked the Raiders. I, I, I believe that. The Raiders, Raiders are... But I thought they were good enough. And then what's up with the Broncos? Oh, and Drew Locke? Who? Yeah, Drew Locke had nothing to lose, so that's why he did well. And everyone's blowing him up on Twitter because he was singing to put on by Jay yeah. Jay-Z. I'm like, that's kind of cool because I, I I worked out to that song in middle school. <laughs> in middle school. Let's leave it back there. It's still got a good beat, though. Yeah. But, the but anyways. Raiders, the Raiders have... Oh, I didn't realize that. The, the entire... The PAT. Oh, my. Was, it, was this, like, at the last minute? Yeah. This was with... 30 seconds left to go. So they the drive down the field. They Let's scored a touchdown. Hold on. Back it up a little bit. Right, right, right. Set the stage, right? So had the Broncos just scored or were... Or, well, no. They... Raiders had... So it was 16 to... to 10. 10. No. No. Yeah. No. 16, 16 to 9. Yeah. Raiders had three field goals. Did the Broncos too? They had uh, to. They might have, yeah. Because it was, a we- it was a weird game for kicking... Yeah, they must have had three field goals. But anyway, anywho, I'm, so Raiders it, lost a pass. It, it wasn't back and forth, no. but the Raiders got the ball with how long? Couple, four, three, four minutes three, left. Three, four minutes left. Drive Derek, down. Derek Carr has the most game-winning drive since he's entered the league in the wow. fourth quarter. All right. He's, he's the next generation's Matthew Stafford. Yeah. Oh, man, the neighbors are playing their music. Sorry if you hear that in the background. They like to play. Them. Um, They're like three houses over. They we lost we lost a uh, challenge on a passing interference call. Mm-hmm. Uh, just it just goes on the stuff that's gone wrong this season. It all, it's, but this game, walk me through this, this game. game alone. The, this last bit of this game, they drive down. We the should they should have won it. Drive down the field, they score. Thirty seconds left, and then was it blocked from the? Was they come through the middle or the edge? The edge, edge rush. The got them. edge. See, I would have been more shocked. I, I would have anticipated based on how many field goals you told me that or that they had blocked. I would assume it lapsed in the middle, but they got them from the edge. This, oh, I think it was we majority have been the edges. Really? And no, it's no one coming up the middle. And it's, like outright blocked or just like tipped? I think this one was a. 
it hit like the base of the hand. It was uh, it wasn't just a little graze of yeah, the finger. So it, that he hit. like got it a was good a part good of block. The like there was no doubt he was missing the field goal. It, it's Chase. Who? Uh, it's the Car- Daniel Carlson Vikings okay. old kicker. It's like why why we we released Janikowski, the epitome. Epitome? Epitome? Epitome, thank you, sorry. That's mm-hmm. totally good. Awkward. But it a representation of Raider football. Yeah, man. He's literally going to be on the next bench warm the next the backups or the warm-ups, the bench warmers with Keanu Reeves when they remake <laughs> the remake of that movie. Yeah. And he's gonna be out there smoking a cigar while kicking a field goal. <laughs> There's been rumors that he drank vodka in his in his bottle. I believe it, dude. While playing, it's just like, and his name is Janikowski. Yeah, that's not we Raider Nation. We him in the second round. <laughs> he is the leading scorer. <laughs> he is the leading scorer in Raider history. <laughs> he has the most games played, most games started. He has so many records, and we release him. And then he goes to Seattle and does, and then retires. Yeah, that kind of sucks. He couldn't retire. He's, Raider. He signed. He, he did the whole sign the like the one week contract. Yeah. So retired as a Raider, but Raiders lost. Oh God, it's it's just been a mess of a season. I think that epitomizes their season though, because what they finished in seven and nine. Because uh, six, six and ten. That's that can't be right. I think because right here weeks going into week seven. So the records I have right here are what mm-hmm. they had going into the week. Seven and eight. They finish, they, yeah, they finished seven, seven and, and nine. nine. That epitomizes the Raiders' they season, al- though. Oh, God. They allowed 419 points. Ew. That is the most by 70 points in the AFC West. Yep. that You know, giving up giving up a ton of points, even, no matter how many you score. They uh, outscored the Broncos. <laughs> That's good. But that, that's the only ones they had They had some PATs. They blocked. had so many dropped passes. So. There's a, there's a little. Dip. Oh, drops too. Amari, Raiders got rid of Amari Cooper mm-hmm. because of his dropped passes. Mm. He, from in his three years with the Raiders, I think he dropped 40% of his passes. Holy crap. It was crap, some ungodly terrible. high number. And, and, you're, and you're supposed to be and he also, top tier receiver. He also led us in receiving yards. Those years, it's like we had two one thousand yard receivers that year. We had Michael Crabtree and Amari Cooper. Both are gone as soon as John Gruden gets there. That's fair. And I was like, I, I was okay with Amari. Amari didn't want to be with us. Right now, there's two Oklahoma players that I'm all on like draft them, draft <laughs> them because they were showing up to the games in Raider gear. The their big linebacker and CD Lamb. CeeDee Lamb is a monster. So if if he falls to the Raiders, I will have no complaint if they take him. That dude, he, that dude can do what he wants. He wants to be with the Raiders too. He's worn like jersey and hat uh, to the games. Not a suit, not the sweatsuits yeah. or stuff that like Baker danced in all the time. No, he was wearing Raider outfits. So I'm like, <laughs> like just draft That's him. Funny. Raiders draft him. He wants to be here. Let's get some players that want to be here and want want to do well. We're, we need the Raider mentality again. Yeah, you need. I, it's so unique, the, the Raider, the Raider Nation culture that you have to have the right kind of players, not just physically mm-hmm. but mentally. And I think that's a huge part. If you can get guys that like grew up in that, like yeah, Raiders. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's when they're going to see success because John Gruden or not, like I think yeah. I think he'll do decent. But as long as he's not like 
as long as he doesn't go the Chip Kelly route and tro- totally try and like oh, implode right. and just bring and get rid of all of our good players and bring in these players and try and run it like he's finished, a, a college coach. Then we finished fine. the season with our third string and fourth string safeties as starters. <sighs> sounds lost, like sounds like the Eagles. We lost our rookie starting rookie Jonathan Abrams. That first game against the Broncos, he tore a pectoral or shoulder shoulder yeah. muscle on a tackle on one of the running backs. And he's he, he was quoted in saying, well, when my shoulder just started hurting, I switched to hitting them with the other. <laughs> like, that's Raider. Right that's there. Raider Nation. He's but... a brooding grinder. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to keep him. And then we traded our other one to Texans. And then the next week we played them and one of our receivers burned him on like a 50-yard touchdown. He's a, he got burned so many times. Carl Joseph Jr. Played, oh, yeah. Played for West Virginia. I know who you're like talking he, about. He had some big moments, but he gave up the big plays, kind of like Marcus Peters. But yep. The, Vegas is wanting them to change their colors. Yeah, because it's dull. And they, Vegas wants something Vegas bright and vibrant. Vegas wants right? the black and gold. They want the gold, like the Knights. They want the Knights. I don't, so I don't, you don't want to do that. Their WNBA team, their hockey team, and their football team would be the entire, the same colors. Would teams. be black and gold, so it's all in unison. I can kind of see it, but to me, the Raiders are close enough to that already that I think you're fine. Before Alabama. What if they added in, like, a gold trim? I don't, mm. I don't think, I don't. Fundamentally changing? No. I gotta, I gotta get you my photo of them, but I photoshopped a photo of a blackout Raider uniform because we, oh. they've never done it for the color oh, rush. That would be cool. And it is pure black. The number's black. The jersey's black. Ah. And it, the only thing that's... The only color on there is silver, and that yeah. is the trim. Hmm. Like the, na- the names, the numbers, the outlines, that's silver. Two pinstripes, silver stripes going down the pant leg. It is sick looking. That's awesome. But we've never had a black one. We've always done the white out with the silver. You think they're going to cave and go gold? I got, I hope not. They, random fact, before Al Davis bought the Raiders, their original colors were gold and silver. Huh. But that was that muddy gold color that was ugly, not flashy. And that's when he, why he changed it to silver. He wanted something with a spark to it. And, ugh. I, I, I personally hope they stay the same because I, I think it's kind of stupid. I do see the positives to mm-hmm. like from from like when you're looking at the city's perspective. If all your teams happen to have all the same colors, it, it's a really great unison yeah. thing that you have going, and like everybody's wearing black and gold, and it's like, hey, we're cheering for Vegas. But at the same time, then there's no distinction because you may you may be a fan of hockey, but not a. F- Football, and you, you may be, like someone else, and so it, you'd it, be able to wear your your team's gear to that game and not clash or have the wrong colors or get like right. you're not a real fan type. Of right, thing. but my thing is, even if if they stay black and silver, it's still not that much off. You're gonna no. see like okay, they're wearing Knights gear, but they're here at the Raiders game, so like, yeah, they're about it. You know, uh, it's it's all still like a base of like you have that. That black look, and then it's just gold versus silver. I One guess, of the but. big talks for the Raider fans, will there be a black hole? Because the mm-hmm. ODOT Coliseum in right. Oakland has a segment of the field that is really similar to some college stadiums. It's almost on the field. Oh, wow. It's, it's the, the first row is inches above the field. Ooh. So it was called the black hole. Opposing players yeah. literally have had beer poured on them because they were idiots and ran out there. Yeah. And Derek Carr's whole thing said before the final game that we're go- I'm going to the black hole whether or not we win or lose to say goodbye to the fans at their last home game. Mm-hmm. They lost. 
got booed off the field. Food was thrown on the field. Um, there was a there was the in, there was an infamous nacho toss. Someone someone very artfully tossed a container of nachos into the end zone from the black hole, right in the middle. It was really good throw. Like, I gotta give them props. Some of the fans actually stole stadium seats. Like they, <laughs> I'm not surprised they, at all. They took they took the dry the wrenches and everything and took the seats with them. They just took them. And like there's videos on them like how is security Raiders. how of the security do you not like hey should we stop them? Are you going to try and stop a mob of Raiders fans from stealing a Nope, not worth my job. And it just Derek Carr with a black hole. A lot of the fans there were to congratulate him and say tell them we'll see them in Vegas. But the issue with the fans is, will they have a black hole in mm-hmm. Vegas? And I think they're trying to design a really removable one. Okay. Just in case they have some issues and they need to, they don't want to make something permanent yeah. in there. And then just have to block it off for games. Because that stadium is going to be hosting college games, um, NCAA games. Right, it's, multi, it's multi-use. Going be, it's going to be huge. The it's, it's already been renamed by the Raider fans. It's the Allegiant Stadium. But it's called the Death Star by us. It's like, and everyone's like, why do you always got to give it Star Wars references? So like, Sorry. It's, it looks like... It, it, it does. fancy. It looks nice. In the original plans for it, they were looking to build a brand new escalator lift for wheelchairs. Wow. And they, they, they tossed it aside because it was going to cost way too much money to install that. All right. I think a good little bit on the, the Raiders... Uh, moving on to the next matchup. Still, I'm still at this point. It's it's we're start, we're into the afternoon games right. on Sunday to try and pull people through this narrative, this convoluted narrative a little bit. I'm still one point down. Um, it's still neck and neck. So at this point, it looks like oh, Josh is probably going to win if all things hold. So Titans Texans, who'd you have? <laughs> I had the Texans. Woof. I you had the you had the favorable pick. Sixty eight percent of people, man, they were they were with you. Deshaun Watson, DeAndre. I don't remember my exact reasoning outside of the fact that the Titans were hot, mm-hmm. the Houston's were the Houston's, the Texans <laughs> weren't. Texans were not. I'm not trying to be Dr. Seuss here, <laughs> but and I was like, you know, if there's going to be like some weird upset, I'm going to pick this one. And that, sure enough, that was the pick. I sat on that one. I've gone through mm-hmm. all the picks, and then you and I skipped that one. I'm like, I don't. I went back to it. I'm looking at this like, Tannehill is hot. He since, so hot since he started. He's the number one quarterback. Derrick Henry him. too. You want to? Does, does everyone want to know? This almost cost me the, the final <laughs> fantasy matchup too. Does everyone want to know how many points? The only reason it was it was a ten point game. Or one of the, I'm going to say one of the biggest reasons is only a 10 point game between me and Ray. Derrick Henry, he had 45 points. Gosh, on like 200 <laughs> yards rushing and like three touchdowns. So it finally clicked with him after last year's game. Mm-hmm. That, and then the fans were like, "We need to give him the ball." And that's screw, what they did. Screw Dion Lewis. We need to give yeah. him the ball. But so that's so that's where it tied it up. Then, huh? That's where we got tied up, and so now every pick, every pick counted. Yeah, every which means we both missed the next pick. Yeah, well, I picked the Colts. <laughs> Me too. Well, last week I was like, "All right, this has been the Colts, the bane of my existence. The Colts and the Titans this season have been mm-hmm. pissing me off more than anyone else because it always felt like early on I would pick, I would pick them in the wrong week. I would pick them in their uh, down week. And porn star Minshew just did not show up last year. <laughs> 
70s porn star Minshew. Gardner uh, I, Minshew. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's just kind of part of the the entropy that is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, Jacksonville as they paid Nick they just, Foles. Oh my gosh, they paid him. Not surprised. Good for Nick Foles. Yeah. Super Bowl MVP, huh. Super Bowl champ, but... Um, I mean, I mean, nobody should forget or downplay the MVP play that no, got no, got him really to was. that point and to that stage in Carson Wentz. But and definitely all the people that were like, "Oh, why are they? Why would they keep Carson Wentz and just roll Nick Foles?" Is this is why, folks? Yeah, it's this is why we're seeing that we're seeing that argument being Leonard Fournette is a monster. Yeah. Man. Once if once he's truly healthy for a full season, he is. It's gonna be. Mm-hmm. It's hard to stop him. I had him his rookie season. I I drafted him early, and I was like, oh, I know he was injured at LSU, but he. I love bruisers. I love those running backs that are gonna. They get him done, they dude. Put, they're gonna put your your their hand on the helmet and baptize a, another player. <laughs> baptize you in the name of the field. <laughs> um, did you? So, quick question, random question. Did you have anybody on your fantasy team from the Colts or the Jags? No, neither. I think I had Lambo, the kicker for the Jags, because I was like, you know what? They may not score a lot of touchdowns, yeah. but teams that struggle to score touchdowns usually. Get I was some looking field goals. for Fournette. I was looking for Fournette. I always kind of look for him just because mm. he's the only one. And Chris Conley, mm. because I'm a Georgia fan. Chris Conley played for Kansas City. Chris Conley's also an AV nerd, Star Wars person. I love it for that. There you go. Good reasons. Oh, Good God, reasons. His girlfriend. This is going to be on here, but his girlfriend is beautiful. Also a nerd. Also a gamer. Plays video games with him while he's on the road. Oh, that's like, awesome. oh, like you better marry her, Chris. Lock it down, lock it down. Yeah. So, no. um, we both botched that one then. So, still neck and neck, 165. Right. This is basically tight coming down to the last couple games Cardinals, Rams. So, this one was actually kind of tough for me. I don't know about mm-hmm. you, but for me, I looked at this and I was like, Cardinals had big upset last week. The yeah. Rams have been sput- sput- sputtering. And I think my theory is because. Last year was their breakout year, and usually after a breakout year, you see some struggles mm-hmm. because now teams know how to game plan for them, and they know and they know their scheme a little bit better. And that was my and also I think Jared Goff got exposed for what he is this year. <laughs> Regret drafting him, but I was like, I don't know, Kyler Murray, ice in his veins. Cardinals might do it, and I was like, ah, I think the Rams are going to fight and they'll win. And so I picked the Rams. I picked you, the Rams. You picked the Rams too. Was it was it a struggle pick for you at no, all? Not straightforward. A, I just look. Like I said, I dislike Kyler. I, lo- I dislike Kyler Murray. Oh, you don't like Kyler I Murray? I love Larry Fitz. I love David Johnson, but there's no oh. there's no one on that defense besides Patrick Peterson. Yep, they're all they're all middle of the pack players. I'm not a fan of Kyler because he's too obsessed with. He's one of those. He's it's this is a good quality also, but he's too into himself. Hmm. But he put his money where his mouth was this season, and he show he proved himself not to be as bad as I thought he was going to be at the NFL level. Level, but I thought he should have stuck with baseball. That's better money, yeah. but it is a very saturated field that oh. you don't know if you're ever going to make it out of the triple A's. Right, you could you could wall away in the triple A's, and it's like you might get that one call up, and if you don't show up for that one call up, you're not going to do well. Baseball, I think baseball is even worse in the sense of like you get your one chance, you have to make yeah. it work. NFL, you could sometimes get a couple chances. Aaron Judge for the Yankees. I'm a Yankees fan. Yeah, if he doesn't blow out those few those few first few games he had in home runs 
I don't think we would have saw him again. No, no. He would have gone back to the practice mm-hmm. squad, and who knows what would have happened. Yep. Or the Triple A's. They're not practice squad. So you're not a fan game. of Kyler Murray. I'm uh, not a fan of Kyler Murray. So we're in two different boats here because I love the dude from the standpoint of like what I told you mm-hmm. is if you watch or if you paid any kind of attention, a lot of their games they got down big, mm-hmm. but then they ended up being like a twenty-four to thirty-one right. or something, and it wasn't close all game. It was like thirty-one to ten, right. but then. Stages a comeback. I wouldn't so. say I hate him. I'm just not a fan not of fan. him yet. But that could change depending on who he shows to. Since he's in the NFL level, he's going to be more in the public eye now. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to see his character a bit right. more. I've had people argue with me on Twitter and stuff. You don't know their character just from what they post. I'm like, no, you can judge someone's character can, quite a bit people, by what they. You, you got to pick up the clues. You got to be yeah. able to pick up the clues with that. And so I, I'm, I am oblivious to that side of him. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'll take your word on it, though. No, I like I don't follow him, so I don't see too much. I just I follow a lot of like the publicity, like uh-huh. ESPN, and they right. when they share um, interviews and stuff. I'll I'll watch those yeah. because I like to hear how players talk. Mm-hmm. I am one of those that how intelligent is a player, right? The big one for, like, a great example for me, OU player, Buddy Heald. His freshman year, he could barely form a co- coherent sentence. He couldn't sentence. speak English. And it was, it was terrible. That senior year, he got a standing ovation leaving Allen Fieldhouse mm-hmm. because of how great of a player he was. And then in that post-game interview, he was amazing. Very intellectual. He proved that he was learning. Yeah, he was becoming a different person. Now I think he's got ahead of himself in the NBA though, because he he said, yeah. he, he said he wanted max money. I'm like, I, I think you got bad people in your ear. Yeah, because you have not earned anything. You close punched to that. a guy. You're in his crotch. Your rookie season, like you, dude. You don't want to be. He's not playing right. But anywho, um, player that player the social. Okay, here's, here's, a, here's a player that I dislike. Yeah, because Marcus Smart. Mm. Hate Marcus Smart with a passion. I am a Boston Celtic fan. I beat Paul Pierce. Kevin Garnett at that time, a little bit before that even, but they're kind of the team I associate with a bit more. Now now it's more Milwaukee, but I cannot stand, stand Marcus Smart for his mentality, his personality. His people like fair. people are telling me he's a good person. You can't judge him by how he acts. I'm like, he's fought people in clubs. Yeah. He's lied to people. He he did a did back, back flip on the Allen on the Jayhawk in the middle, mm-hmm. and, and then what had a forced apology when he got back to oh 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 Stillwater. It's like no, I'm never liking this guy. That's fair. He's blown. and I will say this though to all these because I think there's a lot of, I mean I think honestly more than not. You have guys like that, that, mm-hmm. and, but I think I think it's a, a product of a lot of these guys come from very broken backgrounds. Yeah, they come from very hard places, and they don't, and they come up, and so it's they're raised on social media, they're raised on the media, they're raised on the hype about mm-hmm. being the best. Like I try and put myself in that position. If I didn't have like a good stable home life, but I had like you know this all. This right. this worldly talent that was that I was able to like go into say the NBA the NFL the NHL like and you and you have you have to think like back in high school those dudes were the guys and yeah. like so you, you go so long where it's like you're the man you're the man yeah. you're the man you're gonna you're gonna have some I think you're gonna have some character issues go up especially if you don't have a good stable home life I'm not saying that Marcus Smart didn't necessarily mm-hmm. or any of these guys. Didn't necessarily because it's kind of a twofold. It's like the nature versus nurture, right? Like, right. I think you have home life on one side, and I think you have, you know, your fame on the other side, and they kind of play. It's like what what kind of drives your ego so much, and how do you stay grounded? And I would say Kyle back going back to Kyler mm-hmm. Murray. 
he can change my opinion on him pretty easily. I think I'm at that middle ground where I could go either yeah. way. It just depends on what the next year or two. We'll see shows. how it plays out because I think you're going to see because right now he's in a very important place. If mm-hmm. he if he if he makes the right decisions, you're going to see the Cardinals get better. You're going to see him be kind of step into a good leadership role, and you're going to see talent around him get better. If he makes the wrong decisions, he's going to try and make everything happen for himself, mm-hmm. and the Cardinals are going to be. More, they're going to be in the same place the next year and every year after. That. Now, like, uh, do do they let him continue his play? Because he's not a pocket player. No, he is a get out of the pocket mm-hmm. player. So, do you get linemen that can hold it so he can yeah. run around in the backfield, or do you kind of focus on the attacking forces, the wide receivers, a, I don't know. a great receiving back? Yeah, because Arizona's always kind of been there. Mm-hmm. They've never been a major playoff picture. Nope. They've, they've gotten there multiple times. Right. But they just they can't get it done. And and I think it's I think it's kind of like that finding their identity of what they want to do and mm-hmm. figuring that out. And and I think Kyler's a guy that they can kind of they can make that decision and then go from there and then it all works out. But um let's go on to your team. Giants. Oh, oh. man. This was a stressful game. <laughs> I didn't watch it live. I went back and watched it and it was stressful. I mean, stressful. so the replay was stressful for you. Yes. Oh my. Eighty-five percent people picked the Eagles, as did I. I as did, did too. you. Because by now we know that it, it is coming down to the last game. Yeah. But holy crap! If nothing else from this season, I'm you know what I'm going to take away that Carson Wentz is that dude. I've even mm-hmm. personally had some doubts occasionally because you've had enough of that talk of like, is he the problem? Is he the problem? You have these rumors about he's lost the locker room. Doug Peterson's lost the locker room. I was questioning Doug Peterson with some of his play calling and other things midway through the season, but um, finishing the season really, really strong and going into the playoffs, I think with a decent chance to beat the Seahawks with practice squad receivers. I like Greg Ward Jr. a lot, though. I think they should keep him on roster. Mm-hmm. He's good. Um, because he's got he's a former quarterback, so he has a quarterback mindset, so that helps him as a receiver. I love Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. Carson Wentz, my small town guy, yeah. small town attitude, values everything. Oh god, I, I just like the guy. He's, he's he, he honestly is a great guy. Mm-hmm. He's a guy I would love to shake his hand and just meet him one time. Mm-hmm. He bought his lineman shotguns his his rookie season. Yeah. The, he, gave Jake, he gave Jake Elliott, when he made a game-winning field goal, his game check, or at least he said he would on the sideline. He goes, he makes this, I'm giving him my game check. And then I, I'm, I have to assume he did, but yeah. I think he, I think, I think think Jake asked him to donate it to a, mm-hmm. organized, a foundation. Right. So I think that's what happened too. But I remember that because I, that was last season yep. too. It's, it's just great. The Eagles have potential. They're, they got to re- they got to focus on Miles Sanders though. Oh, man. He is the future of the running back because he is the I, only reason why he was over, not really seen at his college because he had Saquon Barkley Saquon in front of him. Saquon front, yeah. That's the only reason he's legit. He's Penn State makes running backs. He had right struggles now. early on in the season, and it was like okay. And Jordan Howard was a dude, mm-hmm. but then. Something kicked Miles Sanders' butt in a gear. Yeah. I think he had he had that one good game a few weeks ago, and it was like, here he is. It's kind of like Friday, the movie Friday Night Lights, yeah. you know, when the backup to Booby, yeah. he has that one kick return for a touchdown, and then it's like, that's all she wrote. And he just <laughs> needed that one little moment of confidence, and then it's like, all right. I feel like the Eagles would be beneficial if they tr- tried trading Howard. Yeah. I don't um, think we need him. Cause... Miami, man. Yeah. Miami, Miami's desperate for stuff. 
Or like he, Looks he like could, anything right now. Oh God, yeah. You might you could get easily second round pick probably for oh, yeah. Jordan Howard. But the Eagles are in a decent place right now if we can just get some talent and uh, get healthy next year. Oh yeah. Every year you have a year like this with injuries, it makes me question the training training now, staff a little bit. Do you bit. keep the snap count? Do you start watching the snap count on Jason Kelsey as your center? Because mm-hmm. he's getting older with age. He's still he is a pro ball talent. I love the game. Hey, he just got voted first team all pro. Yeah, I love him. And but he's getting older, so and centers take a beat. They do. Every play. It doesn't matter if the play is successful or not. They're taking a hit. They get walloped. So I don't know, man. Our lineman situation is so totally out of mm, whack right now. But he it's is like, he is a solid foundation. You gotta keep it solid or build build around it to help it out. Wait, honestly, wait. the bigger need right now is you have Jason Peters who's older and more beat up. Than mm-hmm. um, at left tackle than yeah. Jason Kelsey. I think I think you can get another good year or two out of Jason Kelsey before you have to start worrying about ushering someone new in. We right. need left tackle help more than anything because Jason Peters, while well, when he's in, he's great, but it's like he, he hasn't had a healthy season in oh. like four or five years now, and so we always end up having to do backups and shuffle stuff around. So it's like, and they've done good enough, but that, I think that's kind of the next big focus: get a left tackle right first. Outside of lineman situation, though, really next big focus is is our skill positions, namely receiver, and then uh, and then our uh, linebacking core. Yeah, that's where we're super weak. Those two those two areas we can strengthen up, and then personally, what I believe is, I believe Mike Grow, who's a receivers coach, but then when Reich left and went to uh, Indianapolis, and he's done well for them, he got promoted to our OC. I think he's total crap. I think he needs to go. And so do a lot of Eagles fans because you look at it and say, okay, what what have our receivers done in the last five years? Have they been anything big? No. It's always been like, ah, they're kind of underwhelming. They've had good moments, but they've been kind of underwhelming. Super Bowl run year was great, but then you don't see any consistency outside of that. And you see Nelson Aguilar regressing. You see Alshon struggling to find a rhythm. And oh, then Alshon in Alshon's a talent that been plagued with injuries his entire career. Yeah, and that that's a given with him, but it's like he he doesn't even really get utilized. And then Deshaun comes in, he gets hurt. That's unfortunate. But yeah, I just, the, re- I the think, return I mean, home. I think our receiving coach just I think I think that needs or yeah we need to do something on that end. I think I don't like Mike Grove personally, but that's just me. Um, that's enough about the Eagles though. Mm-hmm. Then Steelers Ravens. I think everyone saw this. I, I I debated a little yeah. bit. I debated a little bit because I Steelers were still in the hunt. They had they to were. win. But and Baltimore was resting. Mm-hmm. It was RG three's first start in, oh, in four year four years. Something years. Oh, at least and they benched multiple defensive uh-huh. players, Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas almost went to the Chiefs. But Baltimore offered him the better contract, so he went ahead and took it because he mm-hmm. knows he's at the end of his career. Ugh. But I went ahead and went Ravens. I'm like, you know what? Let's just do it. They're Mark just Ingram's- so hot right yeah. now. And who's who's even uh, – is it still Hodges for the Steelers at quarterback? They, they, switched, they switched three times that game. They started with Hodges, Duck Hodges. Oh, my gosh. Then they went back to um, – Mason uh, Rudolph, fraternity boy Rudolph. Yep, and then by the end of the third quarter, they were back to Hodges. Yeah, and anytime you have that revolving door in QB, you're not going to win. You can't win like that. I kind of felt bad for Juju this year. He had yeah lost Ben, and it was just downhill from there. And then yeah. James, James Conner out this week, and this week 
plays this week, gets injured out mm-hmm. for the rest of the game. Just sit and get yourself healthy, man. Right. Your team's not – you're not doing anything big this season. So. No. Just – Cut your losses here, and let's get to the next Steelers year. Steelers have to jump up for a quarterback this draft. If they don't, I well, think they're going to be pushing it, or they need to get a good free agent. Something, be, yeah. Big I Ben's, would at, agree. Big Ben's at the is has been at the end of his career. He's just pushing it now, and they they obviously don't have a backup. Nope. You know why? Because I saw the stat. This would have been like midway through, like week ten or something. Mm-hmm. I was watching. They were on like Sunday night football, Monday night, and brought up the stat. The last. Eight drafts, something like that, or the last first round picks um, have all been defender, defensive players for the Steelers. And it paid. It's that's how they did and so well this worked. year. It's worked. It's worked. But they've they come to a point where I think you're right. They need they need to go and get themselves the next generation of yeah. QB for them. There's just some players that I believe it's the Steelers or one of those teams, including the Packers. They don't work much with with other teams. The Packers had a tendency for years not to trade for players. Yeah. They built up their players, and it worked out for years. Mm-hmm. And finally, just since, well, since McCarthy got released, mm-hmm. they've had to change that, or the year before he They've he shifted changed. a little bit. But <clears throat> then we come down to the final, the final game. Uh-huh. 49ers Seahawks. I picked, apparently against the spread, by one point. It was oh. a 50-50 spread. 51-49 wow. in favor of the Seahawks. Picked. I picked the 49ers. I was like, look, all season, I'm breaking down. And then you can break, break me down your okay. reasoning for picking okay. the Seahawks. So I look at this. It's like Russell Wilson, MVP type year. He's been he's, he's magicked his way to these victories. The 49ers, Super Bowl type year type team. Everything's going right. And the games that they've lost have just been, you're going to lose a few. Is what I would say. You're gonna have some down weeks, trap games, whatever it is. And I look at this and I say they're both gunning for that top spot. This game is basically playoff week one for them. Each team respectively. I look I at it. I believe the winner of that game stayed in the got the bye week. Yep. Or the other team went to fifth. Yeah. And division. went to, and and goes to Philly and gets an away game. Yeah. So the winner got the home playoff game with a bye. Loser wild card against Philly at this point. So I I looked at that and I said, you know, I think it's going to be really, really close. But I don't think – I think San Francisco is – they have the whole package right now. Mm-hmm. Seattle is having to – Russell Wilson's having to create and will the team to some wins. They, which, got, they got the receiver – they had the three rec- – mm-hmm. the, they probably had the three best starting receivers with – with Gordon on the team. And they had to bring in Marshawn, which brought a lot of hype. But the problem is, for me, that's not going to push you over the edge at this point. And Marshawn out of doesn't have the quick step speed. He doesn't have that spark to get to get that big body moving like he once did. He did good enough. He got but, some air on that, that goal <laughs> yeah, jump. He, did. he got some air. He got up. but So that's why I ultimately said, all right, I'm going to give a slight edge to the 49ers. Uh, just because their system is what's going right. They are firing on all cylinders. The Seahawks right now, if, if, they, if they were to be an engine, they're running well, but they are their timing's a little bit off. Mm-hmm. They're missing every just every now and again. Not a lot, you know, just a tiny bit of backfire. But that's just enough when you're playing a 49ers team that is all put together that's gonna that's gonna lead you to um not winning, basically, and mm-hmm. uh, if you're Seattle. So that's why I picked San Francisco, and that paid out pretty well. So, Josh, why did you pick Seattle? Walk me through that. <sighs> why did I pick Seattle? I look, again, home game. Home game Seattle. Seattle's, Seattle's 
that city is freaking annoying. I've been to Seattle. <laughs> there are twelves on every other damn building in that place. The Boeing building has like a seventy foot flag that they fly on their building. That's the number, tw- just the number twelve. So I was like, okay, th- this team is behind this. This town, the city is behind them. I think that's the one true home field advantage. That if if. I- like I said, there's a few teams that I still think actually have some sort of home field advantage. They are at the top there. They are number one. They are the true home field if advantage. If the Chiefs had a defense, I would give them that number one spot mm-hmm. because of just how loud that they are. They're the other ones where it's Chiefs at home, Arrowhead but, Stadium. But that defense is just awful for them. So Anyway, so home field. Russell Wilson. Imagine. He, he is a playmaker. He is a point guard. Mm-hmm. He, he makes magic out of nothing. He's got Tyler Lockett, extremely consistent, has just been overshadowed by Doug Peterson for years. And he, if Tyler had gotten there before Doug, I think it would have been Tyler instead of Doug. Right. Or I said Doug Peterson. Doug. Yeah, the head it's, coach for Philly. It's Doug Paul, Baldwin. Doug Baldwin. Baldwin. And got half the name right. And now he's gone. Yep. But And then they have create a player, DK Metcalf. <laughs> and that dude, that, that guy, he's a man and a half. And then some. But he can. They. I think they need to move him to tight end formation. Almost. He's not really. I feel like if they can just get him or slot. He's not agile enough. But he is a bruiser. But he's got the speed of a wide receiver. Most fast. So you you just you let him. You just let him do what he wants. In my opinion, I'd you say. Almost, you you kind of give him an order, but let him do let let him run the play, and then let him like, hey, once you're done with this route, do whatever you mm-hmm. want to do to get open. He's one of those where you can plug him in in several different ways, and if you and if you, I think if you get creative with him, he could be really dangerous. I did kind of space. I knew they they got Marshawn. I didn't think Marshawn would be used much. Just literal, just one two yard pl- plays for first downs, fourth down, fourth and two. Marshawn goes in the game. Yep. Goal line sand. Marshawn goes in the game. But I, they, I didn't. I forgot that they lost both one and two running backs. Yep. And then they were working a good tandem, Chris Carson and Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny. Yeah. Yep. And but, when you lose both running backs going into playoffs, and you have to pull somebody out of retirement, yeah. albeit even though it's Marshawn, that that that's gonna hurt you enough because Ooh. now the 49ers could game plan for your pass game. I'm I'm interested to know how high Marshawn's alcohol content was when he signed the contract <laughs> because the week prior he had been serving tequila shots in the Oakland parking lot because that was the last home game. So he oh went from Sunday serving tequila shots in the Oakland parking lot to flying to Seattle on Tuesday, signing a contract on Tuesday, playing on Sunday. Oh, my God. So it's like, what are you... You can't... Only Marshawn yeah. can do that. Just Marshawn be Marshawn, dude. <laughs> yeah. I, I love... I, I kind of like Seattle because I, I'm back for the Legion of Doom, Boom. Mm-hmm. I am a defensive lover. So when they Cam Chancellor, Earl Thomas, this is like that was gnarly. It made me wet. <laughs> I it love a good defense. Cam Chancellor to me is the second best safety to ever play the game. Holy crap! He's better than Earl Thomas in my opinion. Wow. Raiders drafted a player very similar to him, and then we released him after two seasons. He's been sitting on the Patriots pat, pra, practice squad for two seasons now. So they obviously see something in him. Mm-hmm. But Obi Melo Fonwu was his name. Mm. Six foot four, two hundred sixty-five pound safety. 
Oh my god. Or 245 miles of speed. At the combine, he was disappointed with his vertical jump. The OB kid, 44 inches. Uh. And so, you're disappointed in that? He ran a, his his downfall 4.640. Hmm. And that's still pretty fast. But for you me. could you could get away being a safety running a 4.6. Yeah, just because you don't have to. You're not you're not head to head covering mm-hmm. guys. You're not a corner. You can't do that as a corner, but as a safety, you're that tall. You, if you can play smart enough and and the first really game he smart. played for Jack Del Rio, yeah. is he second round pick, injured reserve to start the season. First game we played him against Patriots, Mexico City, lined him up against Brandon Cooks the entire game. Oh, Brandon Cooks has fallen out of the league right now. He's still yeah. is he even in the league anymore? He's uh, yeah, he plays for LA Rams. I thought I thought so, but he has gone. He's a four four runner, four three. Mm-hmm. And I was like, don't do it to the rookie. Don't do it to him. You're asking First to be a play of the second half got blasted for a 65-yard touchdown. Yeah, man. Which made me happy because that, the, that year I had Brandon Cooks on the team. Ooh, so feels I was good. like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, OB, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> it's and one of those bittersweet. Like, but so I, I, I'm defensive. But now the defense is the Griffin Twins for them. Mm-hmm. Who, who, who is the focal point of the Seattle defense? Um... The linebacker, Bobby Wagner. Yep. That he's their only one, really. And so it's Russell Wilson having to make plays, and I believe in Russell Wilson at the time. Hey, and you, honestly, that's a perfectly good enough – like, it, the, the script mm-hmm. could be flipped, and I would that totally one, believe it. That one was probably one I would – if I could have coin flipped it and yeah. been happy with who I chose. Me too. Yeah, so – Me too. Because if, for everyone who watched that game – it literally came down to an inch. Yeah. It came down to an inch. Had he had he been an inch fallen an inch more forward, he would have broke the plane with the ball. They would have scored and they mm. would have won. Yeah. Case and point. Like game over. So it is what it is. But uh um, that finished out the picks and pick him. Yep. It came down to the last game. Talk about And I was I was see, I wasn't even at home. I was at the the school helping my I was mom on the road. School. So I was just like Oh, I'm watching the play-by-play. I didn't even have live. I was just watching the play-by-play on the fantasy app. I'm like, oh, God, what's going to happen here? And then as soon as, like, not converted, I'm like, mm. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to, I didn't toss my phone or anything. I was just like, no. Yeah, it's one of those just total defeated. Same, so at the exact same moment, I'm not only worrying about this, but more so I was worrying about the actual fantasy game. Oh, yeah, because that, that's... That's $100 payout, $30 Going payout. into the game, check this out. Going into the game, you know what it was? It was the the last game, I mean. Yeah. It was like 250, uh, 254 oh. to 244. Did you st- Down by 10 points, I was only projected to get to like 250. And he was projected to get to 258. I had Debo Samuel. Oh, Mostert. You, did, you did pick him up after I picked up Debo. No, after we, we talked a little bit, so a little background here. I was trying to – I needed to pick up a receiver. And we were talking between Debo and the – McLaurin? Yeah, Scary Terry. Yeah, for, scary, for Washington. And I was like, I don't know. And then McLaurin got benched, and I was like, I'm picking up Debo then. And because they use him in the running game too. Yeah, and I sure said, enough. I you pick him I'm like, Gus, yeah. Gus – Scary Terry's benched. Yeah, and so I picked him up right then and there and started him. And turns out Christian Kirk had a great game. He had like 10 or 11 points. But because my other receiver, I don't remember who he was, but mm-hmm. only had like seven. But anywho, I had him. And then I want to say he had, all he had was Tyler Lockett left to play. Oh. 
Yeah, and he's a K-State. He graduated from K-State. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah, he played in the band. He was a oh, trumpet player. I think you've told, me, you've told me this before. Yeah. Yep, that all sounds so familiar. Anywho, so he had... Tyler Lockett. I think that's it. Yeah. He, and, and the lead, right? He had he had the lead over you? He had the, the lead, and Tyler Lockett with... At that point, he had like six or seven points, and he yeah. finished with 14. And Mostert had... most. Debo had like, I don't know, 10, 10 to 15 points... Mostert only had like five points. And I was like, all right, I need something to happen. And I checked this, and this is at like, I want to say this is around halftime. And I'm on the road here. Right. And so I said, all right, I'm going to close out of this, and I'm going to wait a while, and then I'm going <laughs> to check it, and when it's all said and done. And. Oh, you came back to that, and you were happy mm-hmm. as can be. I was like, no way. I won. I ended up. Debo. Debo ended up having 23. Mostert had. 22, Ty Lockett only finished with 14. So he didn't score almost mm. any points the second half for No, he, he just got some yards. Because he had the touchdown. There was a touchdown that was called back. And then, and then so. Oh, so, so here's, the, here's where you went off. Debo had five catches for 105 yards mm-hmm. or something. But he had two rushing attempts, which in my league is for point two points, and 33 rushing yards. And a touchdown. Rushing touchdown. touchdown. Rushing and that's why, touchdown. that's ultimately why I picked him up is because I was like, you know, they used him in the running game a little mm-hmm. bit. And so I'm going to, like, he's he's versatile then. But, uh, yeah, he, he did oh, me. Rasheem had two touchdowns. Wow. Mm-hmm. Did me right. Oh, Sterling Shepard was the other guy that I picked up. Oh. Did me so wrong. So, in my league also, guys, we do defensive players. Oh, next yeah. year might we next year I might make it crazy for us on defense. Oh no. <laughs> but it's going to be like just for fun crazy. Yeah. I might lower the points but we might next season we we might do one of every position. So like a D lineman, a D-lineman, uh, linebacker and then somebody in the secondary. Linebacker and I think you can set it for cornerbacks and safeties. So one cornerback, one safety would be my vote. And I think defensive end it, oh, like, so it gets broke down that much. Yeah. Oh, that's a lot. Like, Ross, you know how big my lineup's gonna be? It's gonna be like twenty five guys. <laughs> but it's gonna you're gonna have to remember defensive layers. Dude, we, we we'll, we'll I'll probably we'll to, I'll probably we'll put it on the vote for. I'm it. not against but, it. But I'm not against Raheem it. had two tackles in in the game, so he got two points from tackles too. I'm not against it. I do, but I do think there's a point where it's like it might. Overwhelm. I was sad that punters didn't work out as well as they yeah. did, but my original scoring on the punters, punters broke them. Uh-huh. Like we had Sam Coke, the Baltimore punter, having two hundred something points <laughs> as a punter. I was like, oh no! And so when I when I redid it and it dropped him down to like a hundred and ten, like ah, that's that's yeah, it's a little bit more good reasonable. punter. And then th- that season the punters did bad. I'm like, oh. Because I'm a kicker, I love kickers. Mm-hmm. Underrated part of the game. If you get Definitely. rid of, if you get rid of kickoff, it's gonna feel weird. It is gonna be feel weird, but also at the same time, kickoff is so interesting to me because it. On one hand, I look at it, I'm like, this is. I skip kickoff almost every time I'm watching it, and it's not live, and I can skip it. I skip kickoff mm-hmm. because ninety eight percent of the time there's nothing happening, but then. There's always those few times where they take it back, and then that's a huge momentum swing. And so it's like I don't know if it's enough enough of an argument for me to to be willing to 
There's, be like, get rid of it. I feel like they just need to tell the kickers, kick it out. Just kick it down the middle and kick it out. Unless the team tells you different. Right. But they need to be encouraged. But at the same time, you get that windy day. The kickoff doesn't go as far. Mm-hmm. They can they they can return that ball and ha- those returners. What are you gonna? They there's some jobs going go. You, some of them are just kick return specialists. Yeah, you can be a punt returner, kick returner, and you can be good at it. That's mm-hmm. a job right there. Devin Hester. Oh man, a career. That was a career. All the greatest returner. Oh, and so like, good. The, Tyler there. Teams are afraid of Tyler Lockett for that purpose. Yeah. Tyler Lockett is When Percy Harvin was healthy, same thing, too. Um, who else? I think that's kind of it, but... Oh, yeah, I don't Raiders, know. Raiders, we... Oh, we were... Deshaun Jackson's like the scary returner. Yeah. We cut our returner after four weeks. We traded for him, too. Traded for him? We traded time. to him for the, for, to the, from the Packers. Trevor something. Mm-hmm. Cut him after five weeks because he couldn't catch a ball. Oh, yeah, that's a big part he, of returning. He had, like, you know, receiving-wise, he was a wide receiver. Oh, he, he couldn't was, catch. He was our third, str- second string or third string receiver. Oh. And he was dropping passes left and right. It was, oh, it was, it was a depressing year for drop passes for, for as Raider fans. Yeah. So it's like if Say, we, hey, don't if worry. We, if we could have you. three Josh Jacobs on the field at a time. We would have been the fans would have been happy. I feel you talking about struggle year for receivers. I feel you being an Eagles fan. I feel you. So that rounds up our pigskin pick'em and the regular season. But you know what we do need to talk about if you've got the time. Oh, I got time. Um, do do you have time? It's, it's uh, we'll have to make close. it kind of quick. We'll okay. have to make it kind of quick. Okay. But luckily, there's only four games, or there's not very many to talk about. Oh, the wild card games. Right wild now. card. Here we go. So, Start off first one. Bills Texans. Uh, Point spread, Houston by two and a half points. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be a very good this game. This is in Houston, This is right? in Houston. Um, who do you got? I went to the playoff game in Houston against mm-hmm. the Raiders right after their, their car. Those fans are loud. That stadium does get loud. It's a little underappreciated. It's a, the stadium's 13 years old now. so it's oh, old, wow. But it actually gets a lot louder than you would think it would mm-hmm. be. It's, I don't know why they do it, so i got to give that edge to you. Houston, honestly. I'm going to... Man, I'm so conflicted here. Because like you said, it's the Bills' defense that is one J.J. Watt's back. J.J. White is back. They didn't... He... What? Pectoral tendon tear is what he had? Yeah, pectoral tear. And he is back five months early Mm. or something. He's an animal. I'll just say that. I don't know. He's an animal. And he's a presence on the field. Yep. So whether he does anything, he's going to warrant a just him, no matter what. Yeah, he's going to get doubled and it's going to open some things up. And that's what I'm trying to figure out is, so I, I learned to think about like the previous week a little bit. So the Bills, they lost to the Jets. Mm-hmm. Texans, they got thumped by the Titans. Mm-hmm. So they're both... Coming, coming out, coming off some Playing tough losses. Chip on their shoulder right now. But I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna go with you and give the slight edge to Houston, mainly because here we go. They're at home. They're at home in the playoffs, and JJ's back, and I think that's gonna in, in be enough of a mental morale mm-hmm. booster for the team that I think the Texans are gonna take. I think it's gonna be close. Though. I think De- it's gonna be like 26, 23. DeAndre is something else too. That man's an animal. Yeah, he's gonna come out and if they, if they get a second receiver. And I love Carlos Hyde as a running back. Underappreciated running back, in my opinion. He is a workhorse. Before Garoppolo and all of them over at, at San Francisco, 
he was the reason why they were staying in games. Just taking 30 carries a game. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh gosh, that's a workhorse right there. <laughs> that's a lot. When you can consistently do that, it's like, oh my mm-hmm. goodness. But, alright, move on to the next one. So next up, we have the Titans at the Patriots. New England is a five-point favorite. Um, Josh, who you got? Titans. Oh! I'm going, I'm going underdog here. Tannehill. Tannehill's out for blood this year. Because why would Miami get rid of him? Besides the fact that he's a wide receiver. Yeah. He was a wide receiver coming mm-hmm. out. And like, got thrust on the quarterback. Done well. But he's got A.J. Brown, who's... If A.J. plays a good game, he wins rook, Offensive Rookie of the Year. No problem for me. Even over Josh Jacobs. But Jacobs is... Jacobs is the, the Rookie of the Year for Josh. <laughs> um, but A.J. Brown has been playing like a... And he's not satisfied with how he's playing either. So he's still hungry. Derrick Henry is hungry. Oh, man. They're, they don't care if they have to outscore you or their their defense is, has to beat you down. Mm-hmm. They're just going at it. And the Patriots are kind of imploding right just slightly. They lost to the Chiefs. The fans were losing their minds. And that's not good for morale. Then they lose to Miami in Week 17. Uh. They do have that. Foxborough is a whole f- another field. Foxborough in the playoffs. Yes, and it's Tom Brady in the playoffs. I dislike Brady, but that's mainly because he's a patriot. Yeah, he overall he's not a bad guy, but I want to. I want the underdog to win this game. I feel like the Titans have the energy going their way, and Brady's got a cloud over his head about what he's going to do next year. He's going to retire. I, he's going to play for another team. As much as I want to join you, mm-hmm. because I do. This is where, like, I like to separate fan from the analyst here. Right. Fan what? wants the Titans. Right. I want to see that upset. Let's see these Titans go. Because, quick note, I watched a short clip on Colin Coward's, uh, like, predictions here. And he's like, he's like, you never have all the favorites win. There's always one upset. And I think to that point, he's right. And then, But then he talked about, too, I think he talked about how Historically, Tannehill apparently has been terrible against the Patriots, Ooh. and I didn't I didn't know this news to me. But he said historically, Tannehill against the Patriots has been awful. No, statistics, statistics are a thing. Mm-hmm. So and maybe, it's kind of eerie how they never they're never wrong. You might have mm-hmm. the one game that is that it's never going to be a hundred percent one way or the other, but it's usually like a 90-10 or a 95-5, mm-hmm. meaning, yeah, you're always going to have one fluke, but it's going to be okay. training this way. So that, knowing that, I, I can't go with my 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 want right. for disdain of the Patriots to lose. <laughs> to lose in a wild card, because it's the first time they've been in a wild card and I think a decade. 2009 was yeah, their last decade. time. A decade. So my hopes is that this... That it all comes together and the Patriots lose and the Titans win. However, right now it's tough to go against knowing if I didn't know that Tannehill was bad, I probably right. would just go with the Titans. But hearing that, I'm like, man, really? Yeah, like I did not know that. So yeah, I think so. I think the Pats might. I think the Pats are going to find a way to do it. Belichick's going to scheme be his li- way. They're going to be lining Stephen Gilmore, mm-hmm. Steven, Stephen, whatever you. I don't. I get yeah. torn on what to call people when their names are spelled that way. They're going to line him one-on-one A.J. Brown all yep. game long. And will something happen? 
Mm. It's going to be interesting to see uh, right at the prime of his career to just starting his right. career. I think you're going to see... I think the difference maker in this game comes down to A.J. Brown or somebody, or Derrick Henry. Are they going to be able to bust any big plays? Mm. I don't think it comes down to Tannehill's arm. No. I think it's going to be like that seven-yard pass to A.J. Brown. That he that breaks he, for it. That he breaks a tackle. He just shakes someone off. That... That twenty-eight stretch that mm-hmm. Derrick Henry finds the blocks go just right and he find he weaves right. his way and gets it. Not even like a sixty-yard run, but like a big thirty-yard run. Like I, in a I feel I, I, here's my Derrick Henry will have one run. So I'm going. I'm predicting this to happen. All Derrick right. Henry will have one run that he just bulldozes another guy over, like Marshawn bulldozes. Oh Christ! One of these games about to start. Go ahead. Okay. No, that that's a, that he's just going to knock him on his ass. And tell him to stay there. And that player is going to be hurt the rest of the game. <laughs> like emotionally, like, I'm afraid of him. He's, a, big, he's a bigger man than me. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So you're taking the Titans. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna take the, I'm gonna begrudgingly take the Patriots. Okay. Okay, who do we got next? Um I did just look though. So <laughs> at time of recording, <laughs> I'm gonna have to publish this before I leave to work because I realized that um the first game is today uh-huh. uh, in it's the 20, it's the 15 minutes. It's, 15, it's, it's the Bills-Texans. Whoa, okay. So, luckily, <laughs> we're doing this early enough. I remember t- telling myself, I need to record my NFL podcast today and get it up because the game is today. But, ah, it's early. It's early. Mm-hmm. You'll be fine. Um, okay. who's next? Vikings-Saints. Sunday, 1 o'clock. New Orleans, 8-point spread. wild card rematch of the second round from last year. I'm going Saints. I think you got to take the Saints, Saints, dude. The defense isn't as good this year, but the offense is clicking better. Breeze is on his point. Connect. Breeze has been the every, almost every season of his career. Breeze has been the number one tight end throwing quarterback. Huh. And he's finally getting a connection with Jared Cook. Jared Cook didn't have a good season until he played with Derek Carr. Then he had a thousand yard season. So then he goes to the number one tight end quarterback in the league. And yeah. You're, and didn't have a good year because he was out. Then you have Swiss Army Knife. Tyson Hill or Taysom, Taysom Hill. Hill. Taysom Hill. It's like, is he a quarterback? Is he a running back? Is he a return specialist? Right. What is he? Is he a tight end? He's just awesome. He, <laughs> yes. I saw a meme where someone was like, "What? What do you do?" And he and, they, and he just went, "Yes." <laughs> I feel it, but I'm going. I gotta go Saints there. Like I don't. I'm gonna agree with you. They're, they're, I don't think Dalvin Cook can do anything. They're too one dimensional. So I, yeah. I'm gonna say I'm gonna, and I say that I know people are gonna say well they have receivers they have a good defense it's still it's it's you stop Dalvin and you make Kirk beat you in the past mm-hmm. not that he can't do it but if he Kirk, won't be able to this game if this Kirk's game, wanting to prove that he is worth the value he's he's setting he these to us he wins this game he, he needs to he makes a statement or here. he at least has a really great game and if it comes down to a field goal they're like look you did you did you did diligence yes. but but. Dude, it's going to be so hard for them to go into New Orleans. New Orleans is going to be so jacked up. Drew Brees controls the crime rate in that city. If they're yeah. winning, the crime rate's down. As soon as the losing starts, riots are going to happen. Yep. And so I think I, I think that's a no-brainer that Saints. New Orleans wins it. Yep. And then, right. Battle of the Birds. <laughs> Seahawks in Philly. In Philly. 
Um, tomorrow, look, I'm going to, so this is once again, the same clip I listened to with Colin Coward. Mm-hmm. He said, there's always one upset and this is the one that he picked, even though it's technically not an upset. So Seattle's a one and a half point favorite. That's really low favorite. Yeah. It's not much of a favorite. Um, so he went with the Eagles and it's close enough that I'm, I, I gotta go with the Eagles. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Going off how they've played the last four weeks. How and then how similar of a situation Seattle is in. Russell Wilson is on a different level than Carson Wentz in terms of how he's played this season. But I think as a team, being at home, being how the Eagles snuck in and won the NFC East, <laughs> I, I, I think they're going to catch this victory this week. But tell me what you think. I, I I'm leaning Seattle. Yeah, I'm leaning Seattle. That's fair. I can totally like, I can reason myself into why the Eagles should 17 reasons Eagles why the Eagles have the lose. more consistent run game. With Miles yeah. and Jordan, but the Seahawks well, have the more and, consistent receiving game. And Boston Scott has been has shown up. That okay. little spitfire. He's just Darren Sproles 2.0. He's like 5'9". He's stocky and That would be, be a great little handoff from Sproles to him then. Mm, oh, so perfect. The yeah. retirement. And he can catch it out of the backfield. It's totally perfect. So, yeah, definitely edge and receiving core. The it's Can Marshawn be Marshawn again? For even, Not against this defense. For even... The Eagles' defense is good. Their run defense is pretty yes. good. It's re- good. D-line, D-line is monstrous, good pass rush, and then nobody's been able to run up the middle. Okay. So, so Marshawn's not an outside runner, especially no, not now. Yeah, stuff. Marshawn is going to get, like, not okay. going to get anywhere. Prime so, Marshawn could still be so Marshawn. But. I'm going to stick with Seattle, but I feel like if the Eagles can get on Wilson's Ass the entire game. Oh, have to, have to. Yeah. Can't have his. Can't have his line game. isn't very good either. That, so they they're going to be chasing him around. They, and they did a lot of stunting last game and got some free shots on the QB. Now yeah. Russell Wilson is so shifty though. It's like it's yeah. going to be tough. They are going to have to hit him. They need to hit him to the ground, mm-hmm. not just a bump. Yeah, they need to be on him all every single snap. If I you, think that's where this game is won. Yeah. That that yeah that defensive line for the Eagles, offensive line for Seattle. It's it's one that can you get to Russell Wilson because mm-hmm. I'll tell you this: Carson Wentz has been hit all season, and you can hit him all day, and he's going to keep getting back mm-hmm. and coming out. He's big, unless he's strong. he gets injured, right? Unless it's like an injury thing. But as far as like bumps and bruises, like he's going to stand in there, he's going to take the hit, and you just hope the play calling is good enough. I think Miles Sanders has been hot enough that mm-hmm. they can get some kind of run game. It'll open up the pass game a little bit, and I think. They'll be able to do enough offensively to score some points. What the crux of the game is going to be: Can that D line disrupt Russell? Will not disrupt, get to Russell Wilson, hit him, and if they can do that, I think the Eagles take the game. Okay, yeah, I feel that. I think I think that's got to be it because the secondary is going to be the secondary. Now, thanks goodness to injuries, we've had some other guys step in and step up, mm-hmm. and I and I think they've made the case for why we've had the wrong people starting. Um, Starting this whole year, who've just gotten consistently burned, but it's like it's that's a where that starts. That conversation is a foundation upon Russell Wilson being able to create. And if he can't create at all, and if we can contain him, he can do pretty good. Mm-hmm. I believe it. Now, if Marshawn does get, in, if they don't stop Marshawn. It's, it, it's if, ball game. if Marshawn can get a couple holes and even get mm-hmm. one, Marshawn's going to get. If he does not get goal line stopped, he's getting at least three yards every play. Oh yeah, yes, he's still a bull. He's a little bulldozer. Mm-hmm. But he, if he get, if he gets that, That's how we beat the the, the Cowboys. Yeah, if Zeke he, didn't have a game. If he gets 
a knockover, if he gets that 115-yard run, it's going to build up his energy up. And it's going to be like, can they do this? And then mm. Eagles will have to shift their focus, too, similarly. Yep. But, it, yeah, it comes down to the, the lines. Oh man, it's gonna be it's gonna I think it's gonna be fun. This I'm I haven't been this excited about the NFL playoffs in a long time. I think there's a lot more parity in the league this season. You have a lot more teams where it's like I I mean, as you saw, the playoff scenario was a nightmare coming down to week seventeen. It wasn't oh, yeah. it wasn't so clear cut with like, all right, Patriots have the one seed over here, so and so have the one seed over here, mm-hmm. and then and then you have a couple teams vibing. Like, no, it was like seven, eight teams, like their playoff fates were piling between third and yeah, and, and it was like you could win, but even and then, if the wrong team didn't win, the outside of you could affect your fate. So, all in all, I think it was an awesome season. I'm excited for this postseason. I think it's been really fun. Who do you have? Let's cap this out. Who do you have in the Super Bowl, and what's your final prediction for that? Oh gosh, <laughs> there's going to be the Kansas in me that wants yeah. Kansas City to be there, but their defense is not is is Tyranny and Matthew. That is all that they have on defense, and he is one guy that can only cover so much of a field. He is not Sean Taylor. Mm-hmm. Sean Taylor could cover that entire backfield yeah. by himself. <laughs> so I got to give it to Baltimore. Baltimore? Baltimore's playing like a full machine. Their defense has stopped teams outright. Yep. And when the defense did it, the offense outscored the team. If if one can't do it, the other one's got it perfectly. No, the, the fact you had to think about this this hard though is is what I like is yeah. what I like to see. That means you have you have good teams, but it's a hard decision. I think it comes down to Chiefs, Super, Chiefs versus Chief. Okay, Chiefs lay goose eggs every single playoffs. And my my old boss, I he couldn't watch games because of how bad he, it bothered, it stressed him out. But he was also at work the entire time. So I think it comes down to Chiefs. Yeah, Chiefs. Uh, Baltimore for the AFC the AFC title game. Baltimore coming out ahead, All right. which gives another Baltimore. There's only been three faces mm-hmm. in the AFC playoff game or the championship winner, and that's all been Baltimore Steelers or Ben Big Ben, Tom Brady, Joe Flacco. Yep, only AFC teams to ever make it mm. in the last 15, 16 years. Wow! And Joe Flacco's only ever been there because of the defense. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's, it's Joe Flacco. So who you got in the NFC? You know, that is... Coming out, that one's almost that even harder. That is tough. I feel like San Francisco is the clear cut to get to it with their first round bye. But what's on the other side again? Seattle, Philadelphia. New Orleans. New Orleans. Minnesota. I feel like... Who's the other team? Saints. It's going to be Saints, San Francisco playoff game. Neither defense will show up that game. It's going to be a hundred, or well, can it be that? Can it? Saints have to play? Yeah, check real quick before I get this wrong for your. Yeah. Cool. yeah, we'll we'll double check here and let me see the bracket. Playoff bracket. Yeah. Oh, okay. Is the is the winner of the Saints? Vikings oh, Green Bay. Can't forget about Green Bay. Um, anyway, so the winner of... Yeah, so New Orleans wouldn't meet San Francisco until the championship. That's that's who it's going to be then. I don't feel like Green Bay's defense isn't good enough. No, a- Aaron Rodgers' magic is going to run out in the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers will be targeted. Yeah. He will get hurt. I, oh, I hope he doesn't get hurt. Yeah. I feel like he's going to get dinged up. Uh, Devontae Adams is one person. Yeah. He's one person, and Aaron Jones is going to be forgotten. 
It's he'll, gonna, he'll do. He's going he's to get locked down, I think. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be Saints, 49ers, offensive battle. I don't feel like either defense will be there at all. I think they'll, they'll be there, but the offenses are going to overshadow the defenses, and oh, it's no, going to come down to no, a shootout. I, I feel like it's going to be a 50-50 point game almost. <laughs> because, and I think it I think it'd be like a 34-31 type game. Yeah. I hope it's not a 50-50. I hate, ba- I hate basketball football yeah. games. So, and I'm going to give that edge to the Saints. So you have... I have Saints versus Baltimore for the championship, for the Super yeah. Bowl. And I'm going to go with Baltimore. Baltimore, Super Bowl champs. All right. Yep. Baltimore, Super Bowl champs, Lamar Jacks. And I'm going... MVP... Uh, MVP is going to go Lamar Jackson. Because he's going to have the passing game. And he's going to have like a minimum 50 yards rushing. Okay. Or, or it's going to be Drew Brees for MVP. It'll be the losing, yeah. getting the MVP with Drew Brees. I don't know. That that'd be weird. Hey, it, it's it doesn't happen often, but I feel like Brees. It will, could happen. Brees will have a phenomenal game mm-hmm. passing wise. Very little interceptions, but they're going. To, the the Baltimore's defense is just going to weigh on the others too much. So who All do you right. got for the Super Bowl? So Super Bowl, Philly, we're gonna win it again. No, <laughs> uh, let's be real. Here. Philly like, might win the wild card, but we're like not getting past fan, San Francisco. Right we're not there. getting past San Francisco. I'm sorry, and if we do, I'm a liar, and I apologize for that. But <laughs> uh, if we make it to the NFC title game, I, I you might hear me come back and be like Super Bowl. But no, no, I I think San Francisco. And New Orleans in the NFC Championship is absolutely what's going to happen. And I think San Francisco is going to do just enough to get past them. And okay. they're going to be in the Super Bowl. Then I think... I think. Um, see, here's a weird thing. If Tennessee upsets... Patriots? Patriots, Kansas City. It's Kansas City and Baltimore. No question. And, yeah. then, and then Baltimore, slight edge, and they're going to the Super Bowl. If it's not... So my prediction will say the same. Baltimore in the Super Bowl. But if the Patriots win, they're going to get momentum. I think they might beat Kansas City. That one would be close. Um, but I, it does. It just affects who I think would be in the AFC. Who won the Super Bowl last year again? Was it the Patriots? Yeah. No Super Bowl winner has gone to Kansas City and won the year after they won the Super Bowl. Well, you have me convinced. <laughs> the, the, Kansas like, City and Baltimore <laughs> are in the AFC like, Championship game. And man, as yeah. much as I want Mahomes magic it's to been, go, it's been really. That he's was got just, the Madden curse, dog. They haven't for years that they they. I think five years in a row, the Chiefs beat the Super Bowl champs at Kansas City. That's incredible. The next year, and so mm-hmm. and they didn't. Patriots didn't go to Kansas City. Kansas City went to Foxborough and beat them in Foxborough this year. Well, I'll be. Patrick Mahomes' girlfriend had to be escorted to a private box because of how much harassment she was getting from the Patriots fans. Her and her brother. Like, they were getting death threats. Well, I'll be. You got me convinced. (laughs) I think it's going to be Baltimore and San Francisco. That that to me is one of those statistics. Two fresh faces. Because you think about it, New Orleans, Mm -hmm. Drew has been there before. These are going to be two fresh faces, and it's going to be a fresh Super Bowl. And... I think it's going to be a good Super Bowl no matter what. Oh, I think no matter who's in it, I think it's going to be a really fun Super Bowl. The last boring, really boring one was Panthers-Denver. Oh, that one sucked. That one's... 
the red we it's eleven to one in the second half on calls against the Panthers. It's like they didn't need the help that Denver didn't need the help. The defense was doing their work as it was. They were they were a okay, <laughs> but I think yeah, that's that's my prediction. Now, now who wins? Um, oh, did I not say? No, you didn't say who won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You just said you said Baltimore Saints is like me. I have Baltimore. I have Baltimore. No, you, no I said San Francisco. 49ers, oh, you did. Okay, 49ers. yeah, you did. You said they. Eked, I think the 49ers by it. Fresh, yeah, fresh faces. Okay, yeah, you did say fresh faces. Now, who fresh wins faces. the Super Bowl, though? Son of a they, they haven't played all. Where did they play it? this year? Where did they play it? each other? Where is the Super Bowl this year? Miami or something like that? I have no idea, honestly. Eh, it's, irrelevant. Oh man, this is tough. This is tough, tough, toughity tough. Who's had more close games and won their close games? Just thinking off the top of my head. Why? I'm th- I'm gonna say. I think I think. I think if Baltimore gets there, I think they'll win. I'll take Baltimore. I'll take Baltimore. It's, it's so Baltimore and San Fran played one time this year. Yeah, week twelve or no? They now. played on December first. Baltimore won twenty to seventeen. See, and that's what it's going to be like if it's a Super Bowl. Yeah, they, you can't call it a revenge game. It's just a rematch. What was this? Yeah, San Francisco went scoreless in the fourth. Baltimore went scoreless in the third. But Baltimore scored 10 points in the second over San Fran 7 in the second. And I think Baltimore's got a little bit better offensive edge. So, I would take Baltimore. They're my prediction to win the Super Bowl. Unless the Eagles can magically get to the NFC Championship, then the Eagles will be my pick for the Super Bowl. And you'll get to buy another ring. (laughs) Yeah, and I can buy another (laughs) replica ring. But anyways, Josh... Thanks for being on this marathon of the podcast. Uh, we officially two hours and twelve minutes. Oh Holy crap! <laughs> Can you believe lot. it? We covered two weeks and then talked about playoffs and oh my goodness! By myself, I mean that would have been a 45, 50 minute podcast. So it makes you got sense. A little and back and forth. Fancy. Yeah, yeah. No, it was good. It was good. I appreciate you being on and uh, thank you for dishing out my winnings. I appreciate yeah. that. Felt good. But anyways, guys, uh, chime in on anything and everything you heard today. Feel free. It was a lot, I know, so I don't really care that much about Week 16. I was doing that for posterity's <laughs> sake. But um, go ahead and give me your thoughts. TheRamblingViking at gmail.com. And let me know your predictions for uh, – I know it might be a little bit late, but let me know your predictions for Super Bowl playoffs. How do you think it's going to play out? Uh, I'll make sure to look at the date and timestamp if you send it to me before this game. Technically, that is starting right now. That is the Texans at the Bills – or the Bills at the Texans. So thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. If you made it through this podcast, you're a trooper.